Deadly Grounds Coffee knows how important your coffee is to you. Every batch is roasted to perfection with a unique special method that brings out the richest, deepest, smoothest flavor you'll ever find. We're coffee freaks too, and deadly serious about our brew. Just one sip and you'll know why we say, once you go deadly, you don't go back. It's truly coffee to die for. So when you're ready to get a little deadly, get online and order yours at getdeadly.com. It's coffee so good, it's scary. Welcome once again to another episode of the Retroid Octopus Cephala Podcast, the only show that celebrates all the things that made growing up awesome. We are part of the Dorkening and Inebriart Podcast Networks, and as always, we are brought to you by Deadly Grounds Coffee, coffee to die for. I am your host, 8-Bit Alchemy, and with me as always are my speedy cohorts, Parasite Steve. Uh, did somebody say chili dogs? Oh shit, I hope so. I love me a chili dog. Uh, Nintendo. Gotta go fast. Gotta go faster. Alright, gotta go All faster. Right. Alright, he just he just told you how to how to host the podcast. I know. You're talking okay. too slow. Uh, okay. talking so too slow. <laughs> Alright, and we're done. We're at the break. Okay, nice. now that that's over, thanks for the first half of the episode. Now everyone. it's time for the <laughs> of this. <laughs> now it's time for the Octoponder. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and joining yeah. us on this episode is, is my guest, uh, a man with the smoothest, most sultry tones in his vocal register. Would I've you say the tones are dulcet? They are dulcet. Uh, we got Aldo in the heezy. What's up, my man? I mean, I, I can't speak as fast as you guys are doing, but I can go real low and go, <laughs> yes. who's fast? Speeds by Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh my god, half our <laughs> listeners are now pregnant. Um, oh I know, god. I think I'm you just impregnated everybody. Yeah. I'm pregnant yeah. now. <laughs> we just increased the <laughs> sex factor on our show like thousandfold. Jazz so, hands, like, please. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, we're doing it. You just Nothing can't but tell. The smoothest we're jazz. Smoothest jazz hands right up in here. Uh, so if you were able to somehow read between the lines, figure out what the fuck we're talking about in between all the bullshit. Or just read the name be, of the episode. Yeah, I mean. or or do that. But you know, <laughs> I don't I don't think anybody reads anymore. Nobody so, does. I uh, I want to uh, talk about Sonic the Hedgehog here today. Yes, uh, we have hinted at. We have, as of recording this episode, it is April seventh, and uh, in the new Sonic the Hedgehog movie two is coming out tomorrow. Uh, and so, in honor of that, which you know, the first movie was great, the second one looks awesome, but we are not going to be focusing on the movies. We're not going to be looking at those yet. We don't want any spoilers. We don't want to get in there. We just want to talk about the character himself and talk about all the video games that he's been in, because that's kind of his bread and butter. Mm-hmm. Um, and just kind of go go through some memories, go through some history. We have some fans of Sonic here. Uh, definitely plenty of stories that we could tell and just kind of memories and nostalgic 
vibes that we can put out there for your listening pleasure. So uh, yeah, yes, let's 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 do this. Let's do it. Um, but before it. we get before we get into too much Sonic, uh, Aldo, my guy, talk to me about you. I know you don't want to go fast, so you don't have to go fast. So tell us, tell us about the the slow smoothness that is your persona. And if you want to sing a uh, just maybe a bar of the the Sonic CD Sonic Boom theme song, uh, nobody's gonna nobody's gonna no. have a problem. Yeah, with that. no, not at all. <laughs> so basically, you're telling me to talk about what I cuddled with Joe with the first time we met. You know, yes. pillow talk. All right, all right. Well, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. it's just what we call pillow talk, baby. That's yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I guess bringing it around to maybe this whole uh, crazy, wild, and crazy kids here. So uh, I actually got to meet Joe, oh, what is it, two years ago now? Yeah. Uh, I, I, concept yeah. of time is very strange these days. But Isn't it, though? Yeah. Um, Joe was actually cool enough to make a trek uh, past state borders and go to this little swap meet that I had created uh, right before the pandemic hit. And that's how I got to know Joe. And that's how I got to have pillow talk with him. So that's, that's uh, it's good, good stuff. But... Yeah, I mean, I've, I'm just a lifelong gamer. been playing since uh, I was in the womb, technically. You know, I was, <laughs> uh, grew up with a NES and have since moved on to, you know, PC gaming and all that. Uh, apparently, people say I have a voice. Uh, I guess I have a face for radio, I guess, if you want to put it that way. <laughs> but um, I guess in the, in the context of this podcast, something like this, I guess this is a way to, to you know, like a barometer. Is this voice actually something? Is it worth a damn? I don't know. You tell me. Oh, it's it's it worth is. at least at least two dams. Yeah, Ooh, I have right. two dams that I'm just handing over. You know, and yeah, you know it. how I feel. At least. Oh, oh, oh Joe. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm gonna go Jimi Hendrix on you, baby. Hey, Joe. <laughs> Where you going that? with uh, that guy's gun in your hand? <laughs> that oh, roller in your hand. But um, yeah, I've been, I've been playing games ever since forever and, um, you know, just enjoying it, even though, you know, I'm in my mid thirties now, but that, you know, definitely doesn't mean that you need to stop playing. You know, it's, uh, if anything, age true. gives you a, a different perspective on gaming and you kind of become that old person that you always uh, feared you would be You're like, oh, these damn kids in their Fortnite. Ugh. You know, <laughs> I know, <yes>. right? <laughs> yeah, but it's uh, it, it's funny, you know. And I'm still along for the ride. I still enjoy gaming, you know. Uh, I'm definitely a single player type of guy these days, though. I don't really do the multiplayer jazz. It's uh, yeah, I, dude. I, I'm right. I, I I'm right there with you. With you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, my my multiplayer peak was probably OG Xbox era. You know, back when okay. Xbox Live was still new. Yeah, but then after that, it's just yeah, it's just yeah. Single yeah, to me, multiplayer was uh, just second controller. That's my Couch multiplayer. Couch co-op. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, back in those days, that was the way it was. It was a different uh, social experience, right? It really same was. Thing yeah. with the, same yeah. thing with the arcade era. It's just, you know, a, a thing that generations these days will just never uh, fully understand. But yeah, I, I digress. But yeah, I've been playing games for a while. And as I mentioned in the beginning... I actually created or organized a swap meet at uh, the library I work at. So I actually work at a library. I'm not a librarian, but I'm like their IT guy. And I come up with this name for this event that I had, which uh, just to make a long story short, I'm in the Connecticut area. 
And for whatever reason, ever since I've known the swap meet uh, community, for whatever reason, anytime there's an event, people slap the word go at the end of it. So (laughs) usually usually the convention is like, let's say a guy named Carl makes an event. Well, it's going to be called Carl Go for whatever reason. It's just the way it is. <laughs> and so there's there's Carl Go, there's Con Go, which is like a, a Connecticut organization of gamers type thing. Um, and then I was like, you know what? All right. Well, my name is already similar enough. It's all Doe. All mm-hmm. I got to do is change one letter. So can I just all go? And it kind of sounds like, hey, I'll go to this. Hey, event. I'll go. Yeah, yeah I'll go. that type of thing. So <laughs> I'll go. I, I say, I'll go if you go. No, there you go. Well, there see, you th- go. See, I thought you were going to say Aldo go, which just sounds like uh, a Legend of Zelda enemy or something like that. I don't yeah. know of. So, it's so an Aldo go. Oh, yeah. shit. It's an Aldo go. Funny story. Yeah. Initially, when when I first was thinking this up, I was like, is it is it Aldo go? Is it Aldgo? And then somebody told me online, well, why don't you just do A-L-G-O, I'll go, because it sounds I'll like go. I'll go. It does. I was like, holy shit, dude, you are amazing. Can I just, you know, yeah. buy you lunch? And, and then, um, <laughs> wet kiss Can on we the go mouth? to the dollar menu and then <laughs> yeah. have a wet well, kiss on the mouth? Well, that, that's, that's uh, a Nintendo exclusive. Well, that, Ooh, that, that, that might be an, that might be a... Not the exclusive rights. We might be talking about the Alt-Go <laughs> in that case. There you go. So many goes here. It's crazy. It's all we got. Well, you know, we, we retro redoctopus uh, does go. We are we do goers. go. Yes, we yeah, we are. It's, it's in the intro. Uh, sometimes, uh, sometimes we have a go. Uh, sometimes we go and then come back, and sometimes we go and uh, we stay gone. Hey, all right. Yeah. Well, but as not, long as you're as yet. long as you're here now, that's what matters. Yeah. Here we yes. are. Yeah, making it, it making it very deep. We go in the way that anime characters go. You know, like you go big, uh, and then there's a there's a a robot that wasn't there before. You know, sometimes we sometimes we make the robot out of pieces of our our houses. You know, that's very anime like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, It takes a long time though. It's we're we're much slower. It's uh, I don't know how the filler, the Voltron lions. Oh well, Mm -hmm. God, I wish it only took the the. The length of one transformation. I mean, sometimes we're there for months, you know, and uh, whatever we need, we alien need threat episodes. Yeah, whatever oh. alien threat. Yeah, the planet Namek is exploding for like two minutes, but it's for yeah. it's for seventeen months. That's the best. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> and you know, the fact that you said Voltron and you said the lions, not the cars. So well, already... nobody's nobody says the cars un- unless they want the other person to agree that they suck. Yeah, you're right, you're right. That's how you like you know what you know what really sucked. The the car Voltron. Cartron. And then you guys then go, Oh Jesus, yeah. Oh God. You know, a, f- a funny tangent. You know, I <laughs> one of the things that I remember from my youth is uh, I actually still remember the whole intro to Voltron, the narration from, from Peter Cullen. I, I still have it seared mm-hmm. in my mind. Can you can you do bit. it? Can you 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 sound a little bit like Mr. Cullen? Can uh, you do it, no, Norris? I don't sound like Peter Cullen. I wish he he's the voice. Uh, he's the voice, the father figure that everyone wishes they had. Yes. You know, if <laughs> if he told you to jump off a bridge, I'd fucking do it because he just sounds so absolute <laughs> in what he does. You know. I mean, it's either Peter Cullen or Keith David. Either way, I I, I want. No, them yeah, as- yeah, both very good. But yeah, I guess if you're putting me on the spot, and, and I am not looking at any screen. This is just running off of memory, but. 
you know, just imagine you got the the blankness of space, like in the intro, and mm-hmm. uh, from days of long ago, from uncharted regions of the universe comes a legend, the legend of Voltron, defender of the universe, a mighty robot loved by good, feared by evil. As Voltron's legend grew, peace settled across the galaxy. Oh, wait. Oh, what was it? On planet Earth, (laughs) a galaxy alliance was formed. (laughs) And together with the good planets of the solar system, they maintained peace throughout the universe. Until a new, horrible menace threatened the galaxy. Oh, I don't know if it's coming through, but I'm clapping. Jazz hands. Well done. Well done. Clap wait, hands. Oh, there, wait, there's more. There's, there's one on. more. There's one more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, yep. uh, wait. Uh, oh, man. Hold on. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to try to remember here. Uh, we'll oh, do a man, Voltron it's... episode and have you back. I on, know. And then you'll, you'll like you'll like you'll have it so down you'll have practiced all week you know it, it just sucks because i remember that it's always yeah the second part because obviously they're talking about the uh this the four the, the group of explorers have been formed or whatever mm. uh, but well i failed uh, i did it halfway that's okay that's pretty good that's pretty yeah, good that's pretty that's, that's, pretty damn good that's pretty good Two you know I, good. i'm like i got pregnant like four times four Whoa. times yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah like right in a row yeah it's not it's not with quintuplets either it's like four single pregnancies yeah and yes like four uterus going on yeah 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 (laughs) so you know you know now that we got the voltron intro out of the way you know we can talk about sonic the hedgehog (laughs) (laughs) i'm sure there's a way to bring it back it goes yeah um you know it's funny we just had well there's a blue lion talking about uh, uh, sonic is uh also blue just like the blue lion there's a red lion and there's a, a yellow lion like tails Yes. Yes. Knuckles is the red lion. Yes. Oh my God. See, it's it's exact. We are. We are. We didn't even derail. This is on the rails. We are an on rail shooter. This is House of the Dead Three. It sure is. Yeah. But anyways, (laughs) after that little (laughs) uh, side side road. But yeah, I'm longtime gamer. I don't see myself leaving that. Uh, anytime soon and uh, just along for the ride so nice. um awesome. yeah and i'm also along for Nintendo's ride but that's a whole other oh, story hey, that's Ooh. a different ride that's a whole you need a you need a there. ticket for that one yeah. i think yeah. he's got it i think he's got yeah. a ticket he's got a ticket you know, to ride. only fans for that one. Oh, good lord More like jonely fans <laughs> oh my yes, god there we go Ooh. yes All right. oh my yes. god we're here to talk about a blue hedgehog guys not blue balls i mean come on <sighs> God, All right. Yes. So so we consider you an expert in the uh, the field of uh, being a fan of games. Uh, absolutely. And uh, and so, yeah, thanks for coming on the show, man. And and like, you know, let's we all got memories about Sonic the Hedgehog. He's definitely uh, he's definitely one of the biggest video game characters. You know, it's absolutely. funny. You know, S- Sega really they really honestly like hit gold with that little blue weirdo. Um, yeah, I mean, it was like you know the badass like alternative to to Mario. Mario like he's fast yeah. and he's rough and rad and cool, and it's just like Mario just did not have the attitude and you True. know. 
Sonic definitely was all about attitude for uh for you know his his career. Definitely. And uh and you know playing playing <clears throat> the games on uh you know we'll 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 start off talking about our two two D platformer games and whatnot. Those games, you know, it's it's difficult to convey emotion or or attitude in like a pixel character. But mm. Sonic would have like you know he would like cross his arms and tap his finger at you and like you know yeah you know, tap his toe and be like, come on, man, hurry up. Like if you're not holding the controller or, or moving or anything. So they, they put a good amount of yeah. attitude into just his little graphics, which is super cool and kind of unheard of for, for a lot of characters at that time. It's a really good point. Honestly, like uh, you can't even say that Mario has ever really had an expression. He's just sort of a, a null he's set. A, he's just right. He's just know, smiling. Just he's Yeah. He's just whatever. You know, even yeah. even the as as it got better for like Super Mario World, uh, is, does he have an expression? He's just he's got eyes. I mean, yep. <laughs> he's right. the, he's but just, yeah, but you're right. Sonic always has like the angry eyebrows, and he looks very determined, and uh, and then he gets really impatient. You're right. I mean, that's that's a really good point. Actually, he's it's, probably it's neat that it's they, early, that they wanted they yeah. wanted to give him that. You know, yeah. to, to really set him apart. And I don't know if the, if he would have that, if not to distance himself further from from uh, from Mario. You know, I don't know. Yeah, he really uh, is very 90s. Like he yeah. feels like his attitude is 90s. I mean, right. he came out in 91. He is just the quintessential 90s video game character. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I mean, I you know, playing playing on the Genesis, I did not have probably my first real experience with sonic with the first game um you know i i played it but you know to me i think i think honestly my sonic gaming probably you know i i really realized who the character was and everything playing sonic 2 and sonic 3 and sonic and knuckles like those three games definitely cemented the character more for me because they just they were so much you know, more developed. And I mean, obviously at the time I didn't know the difference, but like going back and playing Sonic the Hedgehog one, it felt, it felt like a step, you know, a significant step down. So I, mm-hmm. I really kind of got into the character with, with those games. And really, I remember playing a lot of Sonic and Knuckles and, and Sonic three, yeah. um, which just kept amping up the personality. Um, but, you know, in, in, in the first game, it's like, you, you just have Sonic to work with and he's, he's fighting you know, you, you don't really know what you're doing, you unless you know you read the, the instruction manual. But you're just kind of like you're you're going through the game. You're defeating this same guy over and over again, Doctor Robotnik. Well, before before you get to the bosses, all of the all of the enemies are all robot animals. And when you right. interestingly, they they're just spoon feeding you little tiny bits of narrative. Every time you kill an enemy, a cute smaller animal runs out. Right of the robot, like you freed it. Yeah, right. so it's like in slavery of just innocent animals, and uh, and they're all being you know turned into robots or put into robots or whatever. And then you have like these these capsules that you you would break at the end of a of a boss fight, and it would release a whole bunch of captured animals. And so you just kind of very quickly get this sense, like yeah, he's you know he's a cool guy, but he's also out there trying to free the animals, like the innocent, and you know trying to avenge them and protect them and whatever. Um, and that's just kind of like a, a really awesome role for that character to have. You know, he's not saving a princess. Right. You know, he, he's not. For there's no once, female yeah. character even really as the foil for Sonic mm-hmm. until you get to Sonic CD. Right. 
He's not yeah. driven by the, the the longing of female flesh. Right. In fact, he's just kind of a good guy who's just trying to free a bunch of fuzzy little critters because he's so just true. he's just that good of a dude. And he's trying to swim. swim. And he's trying to swim. Oh, <laughs> oh man. What was that? That was uh, Joe just Joe just had to come up for some air. Yeah, he had to, he had <laughs> to breathe. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I came up some air. Oh, he'll be, he'll know, be doing so that later tonight, believe gotta, me. You gotta. I mean, you don't want to you don't want to die. Um but <laughs> so that you know, there's the three games that are on the Genesis. Um every single one well, there's four, right? Because there's also Sonic and there's Knuckles. there's actually much yeah. more than three. Or yeah, because there's there's Knuckles, there's spinball, there's not counting the the spin off 3D blast. Yeah, but, yeah, but not counting there's, there's like yeah. four properties. Three numbered games. entries and then Sonic and, and then Sonic and Knuckles. And yeah. Sonic and Knuckles, we gotta get there. Obviously, we'll talk more about it, but that really is a unique thing in the world of video games period there's yeah, never yes. been another oh but yeah. in those like those original if you want to just say the original trilogy even they really do a good job of every game they come up with something new to make it a little bit more interesting whereas mario would reinvent the games like so Art much style and yeah. uh, and and change the mechanics yeah like, a lot. this felt like the same thing but it's like they always gave them a little something else. Like they were under the, the underwater levels. Those were added for the second one. Uh, they added tails. They added, you know, uh, they, they changed the bonus stages every game. Yeah. Um, and then the third one, they uh, there's the great added mechanic of being able to play as just tails or just Sonic or as both of them. Yep. And uh, I loved in three how they added the uh well they added I, I think they had the shields in the second one right but they didn't really do anything you couldn't actively do anything with them they yeah, just it, was, were it was just a generic a shield yeah, yeah. the yeah, third one it, each one had its own property yeah you yeah. could like yeah. bounce with the one and with the water and, like, shield oh man yeah. it was and then they had like there was a, an electric one and it magnetized the rings to you they really i loved the shields in that in the third yes. one. yeah it's just yeah. they're just so cool yeah, the fire shield was awesome too, even though it was a mm. bit unruly, but you just blast forward like a fucking right. fireball. The thing I, I couldn't recall is was Sonic the only character that could use all those special abilities? Yep. Because yep. I thought I would I thought that Tails and Knuckles one. could put the shields on, but they couldn't do all the extra stuff. Right. Right, which is really gave Sonic something worthwhile because they could all yeah. do the speed. They could fly and, right. And then, Tails could fly. Tails can and literally could fly. And Knuckles yeah. can glide and climb. Knuckles yep. is so and great. Spin dash. And spin yeah, right. dash. Yeah, everybody can do all the same spinning and they're the same speed as Sonic. Yep. So yeah, that gave him something. Which was really um, neat because honestly, at that point, you're like, well, I played as Sonic for two games straight. I, nobody wants to play as Sonic now, right? But, right. you know, um, obviously you couldn't you couldn't get Knuckles right out the gate, which we'll get to. But um, the, the games all also have really really iconic soundtracks yes like mm-hmm. like there are you are hard pressed to find games that you know people really look back to as often as sonic the hedgehog for music like outside of the rpg space like there's plenty of role-playing games that people you know just are diehard fans of the music for but damn the sonic games their soundtracks are so like 
just cemented. You know, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame for games. <laughs> it's like these these games really freaking did it. And I mean, you know, not every song is a banger, but it's it is impressive, especially when you hear how great the songs sound in a lot of the games, especially Sonic 2. Like you listen to, you know, Chemical Plant Zone. Like it's got this really like off, you know, kind of vibe to it. It's not like a straight, just simple 4-4 beat. Like the music is complicated and it sounds really good. And then you go and play, you know, a random other Genesis game and you're like, oh, the the sound in the Genesis is kind of crappy or, you know, whatever. It's not, it's, it might not be doing it for you. And it, it just accentuates how good of a job they did with the songs in sonic you know masato nakamura was in, was uh, the composer for sonic 2 and like you realize like these people know what they're doing and mm-hmm. there's a way to do this well and there's a way to do this poorly and, right. and i think the genesis is one of those systems that you really can tell when when someone knows what they're they're doing and uh yeah there's some banging genesis soundtracks but sonic games pretty much across the board well, like they say, Genesis does what Nintendo, baby. That's what they say. It's all that blast processing. <laughs> that is processing. what they said. It's all of it. If not for blast processing, they would have been totally screwed, though. No, but you're right about the music, because even, even with the Sonic games that people crap on, there are memorable songs from it. So, you know, you think about the ratio. It's mm-hmm. definitely much more in the favor of the music just being very good on the whole. And there are very few memorable songs, which is why... The Sonic fandom is as huge as it is, and they're so feverish as they are. Yep. Yep. Um, and, and a lot of it pertains to that music because a lot of the tunes, especially maybe in the 3D era, maybe a little bit more so because they have vocals, but they're expressing the personality traits and the the backstories of these or the motivations of these characters through music. Um, yep. And it's it's really um, it's crazy to think because you know Mario has great music too. But Mario's never really had a song that identifies him or that right. encapsulates his character, whereas Sonic has multiple songs that yeah. can encap in each other character too, um, in the Sonic realm. So yeah, the, the music's it's quite incredible, really. It is, and and you know what you said about having you know songs with vocals. Like I mean, my first you know memory was playing Sonic CD um, and hearing Sonic Boom for the first time, and just how badass that was i mean honest to god like that was save so the planet cool. from disaster sonic boom sonic boom <laughs> sonic boom no i want to hear him do it oh so good do it aldo come on you know i actually i, I don't remember the lyrics to the song oh. um, <laughs> it, it involves a lot of saying sonic boom. yeah yeah it's like it's like it's like in the beginning i remember it's like he can run, you can hide. Yeah. La, la, da, 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 the other side of um, the rainbow. rainbow. When you use your mind. Sonic boom, Sonic boom, Sonic boom. Save the planet from disaster. Save the planet from disaster. But yeah, like, you know, you, you got that. It's like, holy crap. There's holy a, crap. But and this that is, anime intro. Holy it was shit. the anime intro. It's like, yeah. but this song identifies who Sonic is. Mm-hmm. You know, you, yeah. you're talking, you're going back to what we said before about Sonic having a personality, about him having an attitude. And that is expressed so perfectly in that song. Mm-hmm. And yep. then more, and then obviously Sonic Adventure and all that, um, even more so. And so just something, even to this day, Mario does not have outside of that theme, the World 1-1 song. Or one dash right. one, 
Right. But is that yeah. a Mario theme song or is that just the Mushroom King? Uh, it, it's not really anything that identifies Mario as a character. Right. Um, and, and again, correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm like, you know, I've, it's I've I mean, synonymous with the character. It's synonymous yeah. with the character, but I feel like, yeah, it's I mean, I if, don't know. Something about the music in Sonic just has such like a down and like dirty kind of swing vibe, <laughs> like jazzy vibe. Like there's just so much. Well, there's so it's, many genres. It, it, right? it is there's every so genre. Many, yeah. many genres. Yeah, we, I do. I do have to interject though. Uh, we may not be counting the media, the medium of TV, but I do want to remind us that what happens when you <clears throat> swing your arms from side to side? Come on, let's do the Mario. <laughs> blah, 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 oh, and all the yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, and and that honestly, I mean that is, if there's a if there's a song that tells you about Mario, I mean, he Rest has in arms peace, Captain they Lou. swing, right? Yes. Captain Lou, right? That's right. Yeah, it may, and, not, count. And, it may not count, admittedly. Uh, well, Nintendo, count, Nintendo's just, never used it in anything, so it's it's like you know, it it's, it's, in, it's, it's in its own world. It's, it's yeah. just only yeah. in that show, yeah. Um, and I mean, I, like you know, Mario got some some <laughs> attitude in weird, like offshoot ways, like when they did the Mario Dance Dance Revolution for the GameCube. It's like, oh shit, Mario's breakdancing. That feels weird and random. Like it doesn't feel like the character. It just feels like, yo, we made Mario breakdance, and he's a badass now, right? And uh, but, and then there's yeah. also like yeah. Mario in the the soccer mm. games, like the Mario Strikers. Um, those games. Oh, that was baseball, right? Dutch. No, no, it's soccer. That, that's soccer. Uh, so the Mario Striker games have such a distinct street art style. Like all the mm -hmm. artwork for it feels like graffiti. It feels like street art. Has this very kind of you know lived in urban feel to it, and it's it's awesome. But at its core, it's it's a Mario soccer game. Oh my so, god! You know, yeah, I always thought those were baseball games. No, no, I never played them, but I just thought strikers. I don't know. I, I for there some reason, is yeah, a Mario baseball is game. no strike is baseball. Yeah, yeah right? the, the baseball I, one, yeah. I think, is called Sluggers, I think is what it's called. Huh? But uh, yeah, but I, mean, I, anyway, I can they, picture I can picture the skater graffiti style right, that you're talking about. Right. The urban. Style. Yeah. Yeah. And they, they tried. <clears> but, you know, it's like that's not that's not quintessential to him. It's yeah, like they, I mean, Mario's trying to inject personality where they can. Yeah. They always use Mario as like a, whatever character, even going way back to like pinball uh, and like Mike Tyson's punch out and stuff. Like they would always use him as just this random, let's throw him in there as a cameo sort of character. So uh, yeah, yeah, he didn't really have that much quintessential story. Really. It's like, right. okay. And in, in his own game it's the only one of all his many appearances that he's doing anything you know specific like everything else is just yep. whatever we need him to do he's just yeah. a jobber exactly uh, but... like I, I feel like if i met mario in person i have no idea how he would be would he just be like hello welcome to my whatever like right versus sonic would be like you know hey what's up guy hey you know thanks for coming out like he, he'd be just kind of like a a person that you he's like you ain't turning you ain't with. turning little woodland creatures into robots now are you where's those chili like, dogs i'm like no i'm not doing that he's like I'm all right doing that all right, I was gonna jump on you because I, I will kill you. I will straight up murder you. I will spin dash your flesh. That's your way. That that sounds more like Shadow, but okay. But <laughs> Shadow's over here, like I am the ultimate knife form, and then he pulls a gun on you. I'm gonna Uzi, yeah. Good times. Yeah, 
But uh, yeah, so I mean, you know, that, that's a huge aspect. That's a yeah, huge basically, basically what you're saying is that Mario is an avatar that will fit whatever's mold yes. Nintendo mm -hmm. wants to use for a specific game yeah. or a gimmick. As opposed to Sonic, you can throw him in these other situations, like, for example, the Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games, uh, Mario, you know, the, the, the skateboarding one, whatever it's called, Free Riders or whatever. And the um, one with the birds. Yeah, whatever oh, that's Sonic called, riders, the Sonic yeah. Riders, yeah. yeah, or even the fight, the fighting games he's been in, Sonic the mm -hmm. Fighters, uh, Sonic Rush, or Sonic Battle, I think it was called for Game Boy Advance. Yeah, yep. And so he can be put in these different situations, but you're like, okay, well, Sonic's doing this, and I believe it, as opposed to Mario doing soccer, being the referee at Punch Out, mm -hmm. doing this, doing that. Oh well, he's just Mario, and he's just there. Um, but you know, you don't like you 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 chuckle at it, but there's no real. There's no canon to it. Like, you yeah, don't you don't feel right. like it's right. taking place in the Mushroom Kingdom. Like, yeah, it's just you know, Nintendo but, just right. slapped him on because yeah. he's the, he's yeah. that quintessential avatar. Guy, like, you yeah. just slap him onto anything, and it's fine. But there's no rhyme or reason to it, no logical explanation. As opposed to Sonic, you see him doing these things. You're like, all right, well, he's got an attitude and he's edgy. So, like, yeah, he's probably doing this in his time off when he's right. not like that's just <laughs> saving the world, you know. And that's it, Sonic it in sense, an underground yeah. fighting ring. Like I. Yeah. I'm buying right. that. Like, yeah, man, he's got to make money for the chili dog. I mean, this this is the death egg zone. I mean, anything could happen in the death egg zone. The death yeah. egg zone is is what happens when when I eat too much Taco Bell. Oh, that's gross. It's super gross. That's, that's that everybody. was that. That's what we call an overshare. You know who would do that? <laughs> Sonic, because he don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> when I eat my chili dogs, Amy's in the death egg zone. <laughs> and that is no good and no good uh, so yeah i mean we've uh we've talked about sonic's attitude as persona uh plenty here uh, one of the other things i think we should talk about is the format for how side-scrolling sonic games are uh you know you 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 know we're, we're gonna be comparing against mario probably this whole episode but uh you know there's plenty of platforming games where you just move left to right there's some verticality, but for the most part, you're just going left to right. Sonic games have for a very long time, maybe not in Sonic 1 as much, but there's been a huge degree of verticality as well as going left to right. Yes, and, you know, obviously absolutely. the whole point is like you're fast as shit. The whole thing is you can charge up your spin dash and fly across the screen and go nuts. Um, but the later into the games that you go, the less and less that becomes the thing you've got to do. And you do have to, you know, take your time and see what's going on. But the way that the games are designed is that the higher up in the stage that you are, whatever, you know, you want to consider them different routes. If you have like the high, medium and low routes in the stage, the higher in the stage you are, the more difficult it is and the harder it is to stay up there because one wrong jump, one enemy hitting you, whatever is going to knock you way down. But the top route of, of every level is almost always the fastest way through it. Whether there's shortcuts, whether there's, you know, teleporters, different ramps, however, however it works, they build the game so that the higher up path you go, and it's especially apparent in Sonic 2, um, the faster you go, whereas the lowest floor is the slowest, and oftentimes there's even bottomless pits where you'll just die if you make a bad jump. You'll um, go, and boom, boom, <laughs> boom. And that's a super unique feature. Uh, I can't think of any other games that that go about it that way, where there's you know so many ways to go through a level 
because of how much verticality there is. Um, you know, you could you can play through Sonic games multiple times and not do the same exact path every time. Oh yeah, totally. Far from absolutely, it. absolutely. No, um, no, yeah, you're you're absolutely right because you know if you think about when Sonic came out, I believe 1991 was when the first yeah. game came out. Mm-hmm. So, yep. you know, again, the barometer is is Mario and and Mario, uh, the original Mario, well, Super Mario Brothers, I should say. It is literally left to right with a, maybe a platform here and there that's above you, but the, the screen never changes. It never tilts up or down. Right. Um, it's always going yeah, left right. to right. At least not until uh, you and, get to uh, Mario Brothers 3. Yeah. And Mario Brothers 2 had some verticality, but it would maybe, uh, the, the screen would change, right? Because it right. would yeah, uh, yeah, it was like screen to screen. Yeah, it wasn't it's like, like yeah, we're now scrolling vertically instead of left to right. Right, yeah. right. But it was right, never yeah. it was never a mixture of the two. Right. But, you know, because even you have, you know, arcade platformers and, and things like, you know, let's say Bubble Bobble or, or uh, you know, where you're going up and down, but you're never moving left and right as well. Yeah. Um, you know the the only other game I could think of that did that was maybe Metroid, where you you had that oh, giant yeah. grid yeah. that you're moving along in. But again, it was screen by screen. It wasn't a smooth. Yeah. You know, the camera was not panning along with you, uh, right. Type deal. So um, yeah, Sonic, as you mentioned, it, it was really the only game. And again, I, I could be wrong, but it's the only one that I could think of it, it, at the time where you had multiple paths, like you said, the the top, medium, low. Uh, path and each path represented a different challenge or a different mm-hmm. reward you know like getting up to the top would be difficult unless you knew the exact ledge you needed to jump off to get there or, or whatever it was but in most cases there was like a, a an extra life or some type of flurry of rings to make it worth mm-hmm. your while mm-hmm. um and so yeah it rewarded ex- exploration but you know Playing it the first time around, you would never know that because you you just go and try to go as fast as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and even going back to the game now, you go back to the original, you're like, oh crap, there's actually a, a or even Sonic Two, for example, there's like chemical plant. You hate the water? Well, there's an entire route that you can take where there is the top route where you never hit the water. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. So that you know, it's things that uh, you probably won't know until you do loops of the game. But the fact that they thought about the game in such a vertical way is pretty wild. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> and you do have a lot of that, uh, the exploration stuff, like you're saying. Uh, and then uh, I think it's funny, you know, I, uh, Tim and I just played through uh, Sonic 2 in preparation for this. We were just kind of yep. both did it. And um, in the first one, there are hidden uh, areas within walls that will sometimes lead to a bonus stage. But that's absent from Sonic 2. They they. I, th- I don't think they do the 50 rings at a checkpoint gives you a bonus stage in the first one. I could be wrong about that, but I know oh, that yeah. there are no, big, yeah, no yeah, checkpoints the, the bonus in the first stages, game, Yeah. yeah, yeah. In, in the, the first one, the, the bonus stages is at the end of the level. Like well, the giant, the giant ring. Is that, is that it? Well, that, yeah. Cause Sonic three, well, you the bonus stage search will, around for, well, the bonus stage in the first one, you find, you find them throughout the levels. Okay. So oh, there'll be like okay. a hidden, right. a hidden big giant ring within a wall somewhere, um, oh, stuff right, like right. that. Okay. But in the second one, it's it really feels like the power is in your hands because it's you get those fifty rings. So then it really, it's like okay, you're really trying to get above fifty rings because you want another shot at that bonus stage on on the next checkpoint. 
And it gets harder and harder to do that as you go. So you really got to try to, you know, do it in the first few levels of the game, really, if you want to try to collect all of the chaos emeralds, which we right, haven't mentioned. The later all, in the game you get, like the, it's, it's the harder. way harder it is to keep 50 mm. rings. But yeah. yeah, but the chaos emeralds is just such a fun element to the Sonic universe. And I know that it is uh it is being worked into the second movie. Uh it's hinted at in the trailer, which is pretty cool. Um, so I'm expecting that, but and, you know, nice. I'm I'm hoping he goes, I'm hoping he goes Super Saiyan at the end. But um, yeah. it was it was fun. You know, I, I was I was never able to get all the all the Chaos Emeralds. Um, it's wicked. In, hard. In I've never done it uh, for as real a, on the console. As a kid, I was I had really gotten very good at the bonus stages in three and I could do it in three. But in two, I could never do it. Those half pipe bonus stages get oh, so yeah, hard yeah, so yeah. fast. And uh, so I just played it on a, a Genesis mini. Um, so there's like save and load. So I um I just cheated my ass off until I had all of the um emeralds and it was really fun because I got um I got supersonic like halfway through the game cuz I was getting like I was you know because I was saving and loading I wasn't allowing myself to fail so I was there were some levels where I got two emeralds you know it it would be you'd have yep. to be so good to be able to do that but <clears throat> but it was it was possible. It is possible. It's very hard, but so, so doing it, it's just like, Oh my God, this, this changes everything. It's so fun being able to do that. And, and it sort of occurred to me, I'm like, my God, I don't know any other super secret final thing that you can do in a game, any game at all. That is as much fun as being supersonic. The mm. runner up for me is in Mega Man X when you can get the Shoryuken uh, and the Hadouken. Hadouken, oh, Hadouken yeah. Hadouken in the yeah, first yeah. one and the Shoryuken in the second one. Like, yeah. th- those are just awesome. But, like, other than those and Supersonic, I don't think anything even is on the board. Like, And Supersonic completely breaks the game, but in such a fun way because it's like, in order to even get to that point, you need to work your ass off to even to even acquire all exactly. those emeralds. Exactly. It's so, so impossible. It's such a huge reward. Yeah. Yeah. That it's, it's a... For once, it's a it, it feels like a worthwhile reward. It Which really I does. think I think and correct me if I'm wrong. I think if you if you somehow succeed at every checkpoint, uh, starting from the first stage, I think if you do them all, you probably become supersonic at the end of Chemical Plant Zone. If you if you because there's quite a lot of, of checkpoints. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. if you it's something along that you can you can get supersonic by the time you're in a aquatic ruin zone, uh, which by normal standards um, you let's assume normally you'd play and fail a couple times. You probably would get supersonic towards the tail end of the game. You know, so maybe oil I ocean th- zone or something. I think I don't think I had it as early as chemical plant um it, although although you know it's it's you know what the truth of it is i probably missed some that's checkpoints. what i was gonna say yeah There's i mean and then, on routes, different yeah. routes yeah. and then and then there are also checkpoints that i didn't have 50 rings for mm-hmm. so there's that too but it really like where the first one the amount of rings just you felt like oh i want a bunch so if i get hit i can gather a bunch more up and not have just like one or zero and that was sort of all I was ever thinking about in the first one. But with the second one, with that 50 rings equal a bonus stage run, it really like it, it's an 
added level of gameplay that's really fun. I I don't know. I I really dig that. Yeah. So um so I do want to clarify. So Joe was right. Sonic one, uh, you have to beat a level with more than fifty rings, and then the giant ring appears at the end. Yeah, Sonic so, three yeah, is thought, the game yeah. where you have to go around exploring. In Sonic three, you can just find rings wherever. It does not matter however many rings you have on your person. You'll just find the giant rings hidden in walls and stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. So Sonic one. When I was a kid playing that, I didn't know it was tied to the 50 rings thing. I just thought sometimes I beat a level and sometimes I get a bonus stage. Like I didn't put two and two together. Um, and then, you know, Sonic 2, they made it much more frequent because they thought it would probably be much more fun to have. If you're if you're really good, then you can get uh, supersonic way earlier as opposed to having to literally clear at least seven stages to hit that many endpoints. Right. Uh, and in the and first one, Sonic there is 3, no they supersonic. Just... So he no, there he. Isn't, no. Yeah, he. I don't. I don't even remember what you get if you get all the emeralds in the first. Uh, one. You get a well, a slightly altered ending sequence. So uh, if you beat the game without, because remember the first game only has uh, six emeralds, okay. um, of as seven. opposed as opposed to seven. Yeah. So uh, if you beat the game without getting all six, you beat Robotnik at the end, and then you know you see the animals and they're all celebrating. But then at the end, you get a black screen where Robotnik is uh, laughing at you because he's holding on to the, the last emerald. And it's, it's, it's like game over. And he's like taunting you to try again. Yeah, kind of like, yeah. Yeah, like that. Um, though if you beat it with all six emeralds, you get an extended sequence uh, where Sonic is celebrating with the animals on Green Hill Zone. And you see all the emeralds are like spinning around in a circle. And they create like this big sunshine and everybody's happy. And then Sonic jumps at the screen and is like, hey. Um, and basically, that's it. Uh, it's just a slightly altered, extended ending, um, mm. as opposed to, to beating it normally. Right. Interesting. Yeah, I'm um, looking up, uh, if, if people don't know about this website, vgmuseum.com is a great website. And they have game picks, really uh, perfect quality game picks without any compression at all. Um, so you got your perfect pixels. Um, and they have video game endings for like just about every system you can imagine. And whenever there's alternate endings, they generally will have them. And uh, here they they do show like the the different Robotnik uh, version. He's either he's either juggling the amount of emeralds that you missed, and it says try again, or he's stomping on the word end and he's pissed off because you got them all. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Yeah. Yep, that's it. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And again, just another little aspect, right? Because compare it to Mario, because you have mm -hmm. to. Mario had no alternate endings. It was always that one ending. True. Yeah. Um, yep. Which, well, I, I know for sure one and two. I, I don't remember if three or even world. I, I think they all had just one ending. They just had, yeah, those, yeah, those all those, just, all one, those, ending, just yeah. one ending. So uh, Sonic at least even stemming from the first game, Sonic had that. So mm -hmm. it rewarded players, even though it wasn't a huge thing, but um, still, we're going through that trouble. You're like, hey, well, we're going to yeah. treat you to like, the quote-unquote true ending. And then with and, Sonic 2, it's like, oh, well, dude, we're going to give you God mode. And yeah, yeah that's um, How cool it's is that, pretty, pretty awesome, you know? Yeah. And you do, you know, still get a different ending. Like that's still, you know, that tradition continued, but you get an even sweeter reward of getting to play through so much of the game as, as Supersonic yeah. when you get it. And I mean, even if nothing else, like it's a, it's a neat reason to do a second playthrough. Cause like if you, you know, you go through Sonic one and you beat the game, you know, 
I mean, in my opinion, it's not an easy game. And then your reward at the end is friggin' Dr. Robotnik going, try again, juggling the, the emeralds. You, you know, you kind of look <laughs> at that and go, you dick. You know, you're like, you're, you're like I, I want to go back through this just to, just to, you know, not get that as my ending. Like the try again screen <laughs> just feels so unfulfilling. Right. So like yeah, Sega's, yeah. Sega's kind of tactic there is like, hey, you know, we're going to add extra life to this game too. Because, you know, the first time people are playing this, they might not even think twice about the emeralds. They're just there's bonus points. Who knows? Whatever. Um, so I think that is is a really clever mechanic too to kind of organically figure out. All yeah. right, I should try this a second time. So sure. to be fair, it's it's a good PSA to tell people. Instruction manuals were so so important back then because the instruction manuals did tell you about these things, but of course, when you're little, you, you probably never read it. That's a but good point. The, yep. the, the instruction manuals did tell you about the, you know, 50 rings to get the bonus stages, what the Chaos Emeralds were, um, and all. And they even gave you, I think, little snippets about each enemy, the Badniks, and, and what yep. they, their names were and, and their attacks. Um, so instruction manuals were very, very important back then. Uh, a lot of the lore from these games were actually in the instruction manual. Yeah, we games, talked about... The games would not explicitly tell you what the lore is, but you would... A lot of times, yeah. You know, Yep. Yeah, we've talked about that a lot on the show too. Like, especially back in the uh, the NES days, my God, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's you'd have no overlook. idea whatsoever. And sometimes there would just be a a single page with a story, you know, in the uh, in the book, and that's the only way you even know the main character's name. Sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so actually, interesting on uh, on VGMuseum.com, I'm looking up the ending for Sonic Two, and I had gotten, of course, the uh, Supersonic ending or two that I knew of, I didn't realize there's also a Tails ending. I'm not really sure. How do you get the Tails ending? Is it like if the second player survives, but Sonic dies or something? Like, because you can't, ha- I didn't think you could just play as Tails in the second one. I think, uh, um, I think like you just code. have the, the second player plugged in without player one. Um, I think you can start the uh, campaign Interesting. on your own. Yeah, I, I didn't. I did not realize you could, I know you can do it in three, you can select it, but I, yeah, I didn't realize that. And so in the ending, he, um, he actually gets saved by a Sonic is, is actually flying the, the plane and um, catches him. And then tails jumps uh, up close up into the screen. And it's really yeah, you know what, actually, I, I, now that you mentioned the ending, yeah, I, I don't remember that. But again, you know, again, another little yeah, nugget, another yeah. cool. attention I, to detail that they would, back then think of things that in all honesty they didn't even have to think about but they just did and went with it right that's super cool yeah i didn't know that at all um you know there's just a lot of neat things that you find out and and just going back to the, the the video game manuals and stuff you know it's it's tough now going back to a lot of retro games and playing them in a vacuum you know where you're you're playing them either on you know, your computer on Steam, on an emulator, uh, on some, you know, whatever means of doing so. And there is very infrequently are the the manuals actually included. Now, like, I think Nintendo has done a pretty good job of like when they do some retro games on the Switch or whatever. Uh, and even on the Wii for their virtual console, you could pull up uh, a menu you know you could pull up the manual um it wasn't necessarily scans of the book but it would have you know some of the information that you needed but a lot of games like you were saying aldo have like some key stuff in there that without 
having that knowledge without reading through that book, you're just you're flying blind a bit. And some games can seem, you know, extra unfair when you don't have that information because it's not like gaming is today where all the information necessary for you is built into the actual programming of the game. Right. Perfect example is Faxanadu. Mm-hmm. Right. We just we had played that last year or Fazanadu, whatever you want to say it. And we were playing that and we're like going through the game and it's like, my God, like we neither, neither of us had played it before we played it separately. And it's like, my God, Oh, two years ago. It's like, my God, there's like literally nothing tells you what anything is in this game. Like there's no explanation. There's no line of like when you're going into the shop, it's like, uh, do you want to, do you want a heal herb? It's like, Oh, I guess that heals. And then there's like, uh, you say, sure. And then there's something else. It's like, Oh, do you want a magic herb? It's like, well, there's no magic, so what the hell does that do? Do you want a lucky herb? Uh, I don't know. Do I? What does that do? What? There's no luck. Be lucky. Huh? Yeah, and and it's like, well, what the hell does everything do? Like, you know, and and I was, I was like so annoyed. And Tim's like, I bet the I bet the book explains some of this stuff. And he found a scan of the book, and it's like, yup, everything is in the book. You literally need to reference the book yep. for Fazanadu to even know what the hell you're buying in the shop for God's sakes. Yeah. I mean, well, a lot of games were like that where, I mean, well, that that's one. And obviously star trap is just another example where you need oh, perfect. Example. Um, you know, th- that one, you, there was a, there was a letter that came with the manual and you needed mm-hmm. to dip it in water to get a code. And without that, you're stuck in the game. You can't proceed. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, so, I mean, I think those are two more extreme examples, but definitely uh, at least in the eight and 16 bit days, uh, not so much 32 bit and so forth, but mm-hmm. in those two eras, eight and 16 bit manuals were absolutely essential. Uh, right. Sometimes there was some type of mechanic that you would not know about and you needed it to survive and you would need to reference the manual to, uh, to understand what to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Those, those manuals were, were leaned on as a critical piece of media. And I think that's a huge reason why uh, people getting, you know, retro games complete in box became such a desirable collectible um, because, you know, obviously it looks nice, but the manuals were a huge piece of, you know, fun media to, to enjoy as part of the game experience for that, that era. Um, I mean, honestly, I don't think I've ever seen a Sonic manual, but to be honest, I think most of the Sonic games I've owned personally have been cartridge only. And then I've just played them on like various collections throughout the years. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, this is, uh, this has been some really good discussion on, you know, the, the original trilogy. We, we alluded to uh, a particular game, Sonic and Knuckles earlier, um, mm. which definitely needs some special mention, uh, Nintendo. Do you do you want to do you want to take us through the what the what the fuck the magic is of Sonic and Knuckles? Sure. Uh, so Sonic and Knuckles is a uh, uh, is a add on for Sonic Three or Sonic Two. So basically, they used uh, Sega came up with this this uh, lock on technology or whatever, and uh, basically it only works on sonic games and at the time it was pretty revolutionary and what was really neat about the sonic and knuckles when you play with sonic 3 you get to play as knuckles as well and you get you get a new intro and everything and you have the title screens to you know title different screens, totally different which is amazing it's really cool and um 
And with Sonic 2, again, you can play as Knuckles in Sonic 2. And he has his own own little graphics for his um for the, the bonus levels and everything, which I thought was really, really mm-hmm. neat. And uh, yeah, that's basically it. Yeah, it's it's <clears throat> it's very very interesting because the way that Sonic and Knuckles, you know, I feel like is often remembered is it's that cartridge that puts knuckles into sonic 2 and 3 mm-hmm. but if you don't put uh, if you don't put a sonic game in the right. top of it and you just put in your sonic and knuckles cartridge it's a completely it's a, unique it's game. a full game. game it's a full, it's game. A full yeah. game which is which is so funny and i and i so often forget it because i you know i just think of the numbered entries and then you know the shoot offs and whatever but it's like sonic and knuckles is for all intents and purposes sonic 4 and that game honestly is is the one that you know between that and sonic 3 i played the most on the genesis because those were the two cartridges i remember having um you know i could be i could be mistaken but i remember playing sonic and knuckles quite a bit and uh you know it was a just a totally unique game the first zone was mushroom hill zone and it had these weird you know bouncy mushrooms and shit and i've honestly never gotten all the way through that game i probably haven't seen more than however far i could get in it you know on the console as a kid um also interestingly enough is if you put sonic one in sonic and knuckles it does not add knuckles to uh to the game instead it shows you a totally unique graphic that's got Tails, Sonic, Knuckles, and Eggman all saying "No way, no way, no way" with the uh, with the Sonic and Knuckles logo in the background. But you can input a little code, and you can actually play like the bonus stages or something. Like you can play Blue Spheres from Sonic Three or some. There's some weird thing that you can do um, yeah, to, I to put that. in a yep. code and play Blue Spheres from Sonic Three. Only if you do it with Sonic One. It's very fucking weird. The people at Sega were just wacky. They were just trying crazy shit. And frankly, I mean, nothing similar has ever been done. Yeah, right. it's, it's, it's a it's really interesting piece of technology. I, I think, um, you know, you really think about it. It's it's what DLC, was, you know, DLC back in the day was. But right, in, in, the, right. in the case of this was actually a fully realized, fully completed game. I think the story goes that Sonic 3 you know they were rushing to meet a deadline for 94 and they essentially had two halves of a game and they shipped out sonic 3 kind of in a rush because you know again 94 this you know the genesis was kind of on its last legs at that point because mm-hmm. everybody was already talking about playstation and uh sega was already working on the saturn so um or they were going to release the saturn i think saturn came out uh at the end of 94 so um, they were kind of in a rush, you know, because their Sonic team was presumably the majority of it was shuffled off to, to Saturn to work on Knights and, and whatever other projects they were doing. Um, so they kind of their development team was maybe halved, so they could only, you know, if the forecast was set for whatever date in '94, they could only release this part of the game, which was Sonic Three, and then the other part was Sonic and Knuckles. But, you know, e- even so, this lock-on cartridge was, you know, what kind of magic is it doing to, uh, to make this thing work? Um, and even, even more so, how does, it, how does it work with Sonic 2? That's the crazy right. part, because Sonic 2 was released, you know, 1992, two years prior. Right. So did they, did they already have foresight, or is Sonic 
is the Sonic a knuckles cartridge? Is it like, uh, is it a, does it essentially wipe the ROM from the Sonic two cartridge, but then overwrites it somehow into what it has inside the Sonic and knuckles cartridge to then generate all the levels using the assets already in there. It's, it's, just it's magic. crazy. It's just, it's, magic. it's pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. You know, it's, it's uh, again, thinking about 1994, 95, this was unheard of. And like you yeah. mentioned, I don't think outside of maybe a game genie, I don't think right. there was any other type of lock on cartridge that, um, in terms of gameplay, there was yeah. nothing that yeah, no, nothing. You know, yeah. Game Genie would do it for Co's, and, and I think there was also like uh, the Sega Aladdin had released Deck they, Enhancer. Do you remember that? Yeah, the, there was you that, know, the, and the Angry Video Game Nerd did. Uh, there was also one. the uh, cartridge cleaners, which they would it would be like a lock on yeah. thing. Yep, but it was nothing to enhance your game, which was, hmm. which Sonic and Knuckles was. But like you said, it either enhances the game or is an entirely completely new game on its own. Mm-hmm. So yeah. That. That's pretty wild. That's yes. it's great. So it's DLC done right. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, yes. Yeah. They they easily could have just called it Sonic Four, like you said, and uh, I mean that was the same came out the same year as Sonic Three, and it's it's interesting because you know <clears throat> uh, it's it's kind of easy to forget, but you know Sonic is not playable. I mean uh, Knuckles is not playable until Sonic and Knuckles. He's right. in. He's introduced in Sonic Three, but he's just Three, a bad yeah. guy. Right. So um, you know he's just he just keeps showing up and like fucking around and like blocking you off and then laughing at you the whole game yeah and it's oh, you seems- mean you mean like this <laughs> or whatever whatever that break, <laughs> exactly break like that. Yeah. exactly yeah. like that with the michael jackson <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like that breakdown <laughs> And he's laughing at you. Hits the button. I don't. I don't. I don't know how it's like well who, translated who you, on Mike. It's but. like who you're laughing at, bud. You, you're the one wearing clown shoes. Okay, big right. fucking Lego bricks on him. Stupid Lego clown shoes you, over there. You know what's Just crazy so though? Cool. Now, now that I think about it, because w- when you locked on with Sonic Two, Knuckles would actually have entirely new paths open to him because because of his verticality, he was able to reach areas that Sonic never could. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, there were like really tiny recesses where there'd be like an extra life or some other hidden thing that Sonic could never reach, but Knuckles could. So they must have added stuff like that. Right. Yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, honestly, I don't Very know. Very interesting. If that was yeah. stuff that was pre-existing. Yeah, um, probably or not. If, or if it was so just added I, on. Yeah. I was just reading. I'm actually on Wikipedia. So I was just reading about Sonic 3 and Knuckles and it says Sonic the Hedgehog 3 and Sonic and Knuckles were intended to be a single game, but were released separately due to time constraints and small cartridge sizes. Yeah. Aldo just said that. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. I was like reading when he was talking. He was was lost in my voice. Yes. Yes. He was was too busy with the... uh... I'm feeding for four now, okay? Yes. Yeah. He's too busy being (laughs) pregnant. Oh my God! Right, right. Jesus, Jesus. But, uh, well, Jeez. well, uh, yeah, it's it's uh, yeah. very interesting. I mean, I didn't know that before tonight, though. That's for sure. That's very cool. It makes sense that yeah. uh, I remember thinking, like, absolutely, there there was going to be a way to play as Knuckles in Sonic Three. I hundred percent thought that. Yeah, like it when would it be came an unlockable out, thing you could find. Were, yeah, you know, whatever. I but. kept. Yeah, and I played the hell out of that game. I loved Sonic Three. And yeah. I was, uh, I really was like dumbfounded when the game was over and we're reading about it and we're talking about it with people we know. And it's like, no, there's actually no way to play as Knuckles. It's not a thing. And we're just like, uh, what? I remember 
being just shocked. And then Sonic and Knuckles kind of came right out. And, um, you know, that that's the only one I've actually never played through. I, I really just liked using that as the lock on technology. I, yep. I, it's funny. I, I really haven't, I never really gave that game much due. It's due. I never really gave the time of day. Yeah. And, for some uh, reason, both, you know, both Sonic three and Sonic and Knuckles are much shorter than Sonic two, which again, you know, further makes more sense that they were supposed to be one game. Sonic two yeah. has like 10 zones. Um, you know, almost all of them having two zones with some having three Mm -hmm. uh and then sonic the hedgehog three and sonic and knuckles both only have six they only Mm. have six zones each with two Mm. um so it's a lot fewer stages which is the Uh, same as the first one i think right right so sonic 2 is the longest single game in the whole you know the whole Hmm. series you know it's it's funny you mention that though because even though if you're thinking about in terms of uh, number of zones yes sonic 2 has more but the thing is, Sonic 3 ditches the time limit. So as a result, the stages are actually longer than they That's could have point. been. Be- uh-huh. Because Sonic 1 and 2, the stages are built around that 10-minute time limit. So um, the stages, I mean, outside of, like, let's say, I don't know, in Sonic 1, maybe the uh, Scrap Brain Zone and and then Sonic 2 with, like, Metropolis Zone, um, those are long stages. But uh, for the most part, you can, on average, say, beat a stage in, like, a minute and a half two minutes mm-hmm. give or take if you're doing a, if you're going at a good pace mm-hmm. yep. um, right. sonic 3 though because it no longer has that time limit they actually were able to implement much longer stages um so even though it's only let's say two acts per stage instead of three those acts usually are are pretty long so mm-hmm. I, I i would say i would dare say sonic 3 is the longest one um, I think from even like longer than Sonic. Step, yeah, from right? like a game. Yeah. Like, if you were to beat it in one sitting, Sonic 3 is going to take you the longest. That's really interesting. interesting. Yeah, I hadn't interesting. thought about the time limit aspect to it. Um, yeah, yeah, I've been re- really wanting to play Sonic 3 again and then Sonic and Knuckles because uh, Sonic 2 is so fun um, going yeah. through it again. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, really good time. Yeah, so. <clears throat> Obviously, there's just so many more 2D Sonic games. Right, right. Just on the Genesis, if you count the Sega CD, there's you know Sonic CD with the amazing Sonic Boom intro, just so amazing. Bunch of spin-off games. You got your Sonic Spinball, which I I, I actually have been playing more recently than I ever uh, did in the past, and like I think that that really is another one that I sort of just discounted right away and always considered to be a bad game and it's not a bad game it's pretty freaking fun and there's actually a lot to it for a pinball game it's definitely a, an interesting game if nothing else it's, lots it's of, good yeah lots and, of and great it, sprites in it like really cool sprites in that game i love the look of it well that's the thing sonic like going back to what we, we've been talking about before what makes sonic so unique is that game uh he's in it but he's not just an avatar for the pinball he he is in I mean, a Sonic Spinball, I think, is based on the cartoon, one of the Saturday morning cartoons. Yes, you are uh, correct. Yeah. At least it has the art style of one of them. It does. It has some of the characters, too. It was, uh, I uh, I know we're not really planning on talking about the cartoons, but it it was the one that uh, the first two Sonic cartoons were kind of on at the same time. There was like the, and they both had Jaleel White doing the voice. And this was the more serious one. Yeah, the darker one. Yeah. The darker one that has some of those characters in like the bonus stage. But Sonic felt like an actual character in that game and not just a, a pinball. Like, right, it, it, the, 
the level yeah. designs were were you know each stage had its own look to it had its yeah. own you know enemies own own music own theme yeah um, it, it's a really good game it's just very hard I, mostly very because hard. the rng of the game is pretty brutal in terms of like enemy spawns or sometimes the the, the physics don't really work in your favor that's yeah. the thing that um, i always remember is that the the ball physics felt very weird and i could yeah. never just quite get it like it didn't feel like an like playing a pinball game it was like this uniquely mm -hmm. feels like sonic spinball if I, you if you definitely like it's it's a game that if you know remasters are are the, all the rage now mm -hmm. if sega were to remaster that get rid of all the slowdown and yes. you know, yep. fix the yep. physics it yeah. could actually be a damn good game. It, yeah. It's a really yeah. fun game. Yeah. Only, but only if you start to understand how to make the physics work for you. Interestingly enough, I think it has uh, probably my favorite cover to any Sonic game on the Genesis. I really, I really just love the cover of that game. It's, it's a, a gnarly yeah. cover. Yeah, and actually, yeah, I think awesome. there's, there's two versions of the cover. There's the Genesis one, and I think there was a Game Gear cover, which was actually different too. Um, it's actually slightly different than the Genesis one, even um, though they're they're kind of the same game. I don't recall, but I'm glad you mentioned the Game Gear because there are a bunch of Game Gear games too. Even if you count just the just the proper games, they ported Sonic the Hedgehog, they ported Sonic the Hedgehog two, and then they there is one game that was just created exclusively for the Game Gear, with Sonic Triple Trouble, and um, it. I, I remember loving this game. It, it had some different stuff. I remember there were like these weird springs. Springs, in the game. yeah. Yep. And there, there was, you know, they really tried to like make it be its own thing. This was the Game Gear's true Sonic exclusive. And Knuckles is in it. So, I mean, it, it came out. I'm not sure what year it came out, but I know Knuckles is in it. And uh, I know there's a third character. Like, uh, is it the... The purple weasel guy is he the one who's in this? I think he is. Yeah, it's been so long since it's I've been a while. It though, yeah. But, yeah, is it but Knack the weasel? Knack the weasel. Be, I think. Yeah. I think. Yep. Uh, but yeah, uh, you know, it's been a long time since I played that game. But I want to say it was great. I loved it at the time, and I thought it was really cool that they didn't just port Sonic Three. You know, because they ported Sonic One, they ported Sonic Two, and then Sonic Three came out, and they're like, "No, you know what? We're gonna make a a totally unique game." For the game gear that was great yep. yeah there's also two sonic games for the the master system as well there were oh. yeah, the, yeah which versions. which are the which are the game gear versions just running at a higher resolution and, oh, and the okay. uh yeah, the field of view is larger so you're not you know because again the game gear was such a small screen mm, yeah, um, right. especially for a sonic game you know especially if you're moving fast mm. um even on genesis you're going to be hit by enemies or whatever and, and more time, so yeah. on more so on Game Gear because the, the resolution is so small. Um, so the the I think I think it's just for Sonic One and Two on Master System are just enhanced ports of the Game Gear ones. Meaning it just it's just a bigger field of view, so you can see you know what's above you and what's below you right, um, right. more more easier than you could on the uh, on the Game Gear. Mm. Yeah, the Game Gear screen really blurred quite. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it sure did. The refresh yeah. rate, oh, was, refresh was, rate was, was not up to snuff. It's no. also Sonic, Sonic Chaos, and Sonic Blast. Yes, like, and and Tails had his own game too. I think Sky Patrol. I think Tails Sky oh, Patrol. Wow, Sonic, I don't even Sonic Triple these. Trouble is the game that I remember playing quite a bit on the gen on the Game Gear. Uh, I liked that one a lot. And the, and the music going back to the music the music was actually really good on the on the Game Gear ones as well. Yeah. Yep. 
Yep, definitely. Uh, you know, they they never they never kind of took a step back with that stuff. Great music in uh, Sonic Spinball too. Toxic Caves is like still one of the best Sonic stage oh, themes. Slap bass, baby. Slappy as shit. So good. So I just realized that I have Sonic Spinball. Yeah. I totally yeah, forgot I even had it. So I, oh, I have I have all four Sonic games and Spinball. You know, I think that there are some uh some video games in general, uh for even modern, you know, any game. There's some games that you just need to play for more than five minutes. And yeah. and sometimes, you know, you gotta get first, you gotta get get good yeah, and, and get over the, first the rough ex- edges. Yeah, the first experience, you know, you play for five minutes and it's like especially now we, we have this wealth of everything at our fingertips and we have you know these big collections and all these all these games we can't you know find the time to play so it's so easy to just discount something real quick and you try it for a little bit or you remember that it wasn't that good and uh and i think that you know sometimes you just need to put a little bit more time than that into it and uh mm-hmm. it, it gets rewarding and i i uh, i definitely recently playing sonic spinball that was that was how i felt i felt like wow i never gave this the time of day I wish I had. It is very hard, but uh, I ended up beating the first level and I never even I don't even think I realized that there were chaos emeralds you could get. And uh, I didn't certainly didn't know there were there were bosses to fight. I mean, I, I think I literally just died a bunch of times and just and said, went, ah, fuck screw it. this. This sucks because yep. it's yeah. very slow and it's very weird and whatever. But uh, no, I, I recommend uh, giving it a shot. But, you know, don't play it for five minutes. You know, play it for half an hour. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah. See what you think. Yeah, it's 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 very easy to do that. Um, you know, nowadays, and especially like if a friend had a game or whatever, you'd try, you'd play a little bit, and then you say, yeah, "All right, screw it." But yeah. you know, some some people they they you know that was the game they had, that's all they were going with, and you mm-hmm. know, you have people out there whose favorite game on the NES is Fazanadu. They're wrong, but it's still their favorite game because <laughs> you know they just that's what they had to play, and you know you played it so damn much that you stopped seeing the bullshit, and you're like, "Yeah, but I already learned about that. I already I already know how to deal with that." Oh. And then you Oh my god! I said Fazanadu earlier. I meant Crystallis. Oh, Crystal. Okay, okay. That's well. the game that that in the shops they do not tell you what anything is. Okay. Nothing. They do well, not I mean, explain anything. Like NES games were like that. For right. I mean, Simon's Quest was like that. Uh, I mean, but that's more a problem that the localization was was terrible. Mm, and they, right. they didn't translate anything right. Yeah, so. I meant I meant Crystallis earlier. Yeah, that's okay. what, that was the game I was thinking of. Okay. Um, but yeah, so you know that's uh, that's definitely a good thing to keep in mind going back and, and playing some retro games, especially is yeah. just to, you know kind of give it give it an honest shot. You know, don't don't just be like ah screw it, I'm gonna just go play more Fortnite or you know yeah. whatever. Put G- give it a good half an hour instead of you know you're. I think after yeah. half an hour you're gonna know if you're yeah. having fun. You're if you're not, you're yeah. not. And well, right. okay. Yep. Yeah. But. Give, give it the old college try. A yeah. uh, few other things I wanted to talk about. Um, you know, obviously, first half of this episode is probably going to be longer than the second half. That's okay. We, you know, we keep it loosey goosey. You guys don't care. We don't care. We're here. You're here. You're driving to work or not, but whatever. Um, but a few other things for uh, for the 2D games is uh, Sonic CD. You know, we've mentioned Sonic Boom and, and, and that uh, a number of times. Sonic CD stands out to me for one very, very particular reason, which is a reason that maybe not a lot of people know. Uh, it was, to my knowledge, one of the first games that was on a console that got a 
port to the computer, like in that era. It did. You know, yeah. we're, we're we're talking Genesis. You know, I mean, it's the Sega CD, but it's still, still the Genesis hardware. Um, and yeah, it had a port to Windows in 1995. You could play Sonic CD on your computer. Which um, I actually had, believe it or not. That, uh, that was the way I played this game. Yeah. yeah. Like my, my dad bought bought a copy of it at like Circuit City. And I remember playing Sonic CD on the PC, watching the anime intro and everything. And, uh, and you know, really enjoying it and just feeling like, man, this is so weird. You know, I, I didn't at the time, I didn't know what the Sega CD was. I just thought, oh, it's called Sega. It's called Sonic CD because it's it's on the computer. You put it on the CD. Like I just didn't think twice about it. So for a while, you know, I just thought it was a computer game. Mm-hmm. Um, but now, in hindsight, looking back, it's like, man, that was pretty unheard of. Um, but Sonic did do it again later um, with Sonic uh, 3D Sonic Blast. R. Yeah, and Sonic R as well on PC. Oh no, shit! Really? Yeah. That's so I, cool. So that's actually how I got it because my father went to Toys R Us and he got a triple pack and it was uh, it was Sonic CD, Sonic R, and I'm I'm assuming the the other one you just mentioned, the uh, Sonic 3D Blast, all for PC. Um, Now, interesting enough, I know the uh, Sonic CD on PC actually has a whole different soundtrack too. It it does um, because the expanded uh, MIDI channels on the PC hardware at the time, so they were able to add some extra instrumentation and uh, and all that. Because again, Sonic CD already had two different soundtracks. There was the US soundtrack and then and, the Japanese soundtrack. the Japanese, soundtrack. right, which is already interesting. Totally already, different. yeah. And then the yeah. PC one is a whole other thing too. No one ever talks about it, but yes, it, it is yeah. it's actually different too. So it's, it's yeah, pretty wild. I, I remember hearing um, songs from Sonic CD later on in life and going, I don't remember any of these songs. And then I found out, I'm like, oh, it's because I was playing a version with a totally separate, different soundtrack, you know, that that nobody really is is looking to or talking about. Um, but yeah, really, really neat. Uh, a lot of fun to be able to pop a Sonic game into the, the PC and have it be a Sonic game, you know, it's not some weird edutainment Sonic schoolhouse, you know, bullshit. It's like, no, this is a Sonic game. Like, this is what you would play on your console. Um, so that was really super awesome. Um, and then, you know, talking about uh, about Sega and their add-ons and their, you know, lock-on chips and all that other nonsense, have to mention the 32X being Sega's additional add-on to the mm-hmm. top of the Sega Genesis where you could potentially play 32-bit games to rival or potentially bridge the gap in some way between the current generation and the upcoming, you know, 32-bit gen of the PlayStation and the Sega Saturn. Uh, for those people who didn't want to adopt the the next console, they're like, well, we have this. Shove this, you know, black mushroom into the top of your Genesis and and play Knuckles Chaotix, which, you know, isn't a Sonic game because Sonic's not in it, but you know it's a Sonic game, and uh, and you know that that entire game spawned a bunch of characters that would continue to be a part of the pantheon with Vector yeah. the Crocodile, Espio the Chameleon, Charmy B, and Mighty the Armadillo, um, and 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 Mighty the Armadillo. Interesting. Just from the arcade was, game, right? From yeah, Sega, Sega Sonic the Sega arcade, Sonic yeah. arcade, yeah, yeah, which was a really weird game in and of its own that you completely controlled with a trackball um, mm-hmm. and also made trying to play the game on an emulator super difficult because you can't just press a direction like it, it had this momentum 
that was critical to it so it's like mm. it, it emulates poorly um I'd still love to play that someday yeah it's, it's interesting yeah that, that game i'm sorry uh sega sonic it's it's cool like it's a thing that's never been released to my knowledge outside yeah. of the arcade at least officially um and all the sonic compilations there have been throughout the years they've never figured out a way even with analog controls to uh to mimic the trackball movement and mm-hmm. uh so it's kind of one of those games that's just lost time. Mm. And I, I, don't, I yeah. don't think at this yeah. point, I don't think Sega's ever going to, to bring it back. Um, right. So it's, it's, it's uh, you either had to be there and see it, <laughs> which you couldn't because the, the machine was rare enough as it was. Super um, rare. I only saw it once. I only saw it at one arcade, um, but I did not play it because I, I was, I think I was busy with, uh, with Street Fighter 2 and, <laughs> and, it just i was like oh i'll just get back to it next time and then like two weeks later i go back it's gone gone. (laughs) it's gone and that was it but it yeah yeah, it was such a unique thing it had that isometric view to it um and like the the sprites i remember were very detailed very vivid the rings Um, like the animation of the ring spinning is insane it looks like a 3d graphic like it's so well done and and yeah, it's just lost to time, unfortunately. And, yep. and you know, it's uh, but I think that one was the the first appearance of Mighty, yeah, the Armadillo, yeah, and was, yeah. uh, was it the Ray Ray the Squirrel, right? Ray the, the Squirrel, yeah. Ray yeah, the he was Squirrel. You know, he was he was the worst. He um, <laughs> I do not lament the fact that they decided let's leave Ray right where he was. He he looks like crap. Uh, <laughs> but Mighty <laughs> Mighty came back for Chaotix, and you know, I I really got to say I love the Chaotix crew. Uh, so friggin' much. I love, I love them. Espio the Chameleon is my favorite Sonic ancillary character. I love him so much. Yeah, he's sick. And uh, he you looks know, badass. He does. He looks yeah. super different. Really, really cool. And he's the only one who's not a little. Uh, he's not a little mammal. You know, he's. I mean, I guess none of those guys well, are. You got yeah, an insect. You got two Bechter's reptiles. A crocodile. Yeah. Uh, but pretty, pretty crazy. You know, I always forget that Mighty is part of Chaotix. Cause he really feels like the Sonic analog. He looks the most like him. Right. And uh, I always forget that he was in that game. Cause later, like when we had like Sonic heroes and stuff, we had just the other three. They, and right, I, I feel like they scraped right, out. Uh, right. I feel like, I feel like mighty is sort of just forgotten now. And he's just been put by the wayside. So, but the other so three. there, so there's an interesting thing I, I I do want to bring up about Mighty and uh, and Ray the Squirrel, but um we'll we'll get there in a minute. But the the thing I want to mention about uh, Knuckles Chaotix too is like that game, you know, it's it's very bizarre. You you have two characters that are tethered to each other with a ring uh, and like a bungee cord at all times. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I feel like the thing that was really annoying about the game was that you could not choose what level you went to when you beat mm-hmm. a level there was almost like this weird roulette and it would just pick whatever level and then you would go and play that level and if it was a level you'd already beaten you just had to go through it again um and then the other thing that was frustrating is that the way that it chose who your partner was was also kind of like a like a claw machine like randomized yes. thing yeah. and a bunch of the options were just shitty no-name robots that just had like no specific look to them and so they, they just, you know, were faceless black robot characters. And then sometimes there would be like the actual Chaotix members in there that you would want. And so those were the ones that you would always want to go for. But sometimes you just got the crappy robot guys. So it was like it was such a weird game that like tried 
too many bizarre things mm-hmm. to its detriment and is a game that I've still tried to play through multiple times and never actually beaten just because I don't know I get I get fatigued uh, but it it is very nice looking and uh, and sounding um, definitely mm-hmm. a cool game and worthwhile great for- yeah it was the characters that really had me going back yeah. every yeah. time to play it every time I but wanted to play it I'm like I love these guys you know they're so cool it's kind of rough. It is kind of rough, but it is, it, you know, they were trying something different and it was originally supposed to be Sonic crackers and it yep. was going to be Sonic and, and tails connected tails. by the, the same exact, like they're each holding a, a ring and there's like a magical tether. And then they just decided to make it a knuckles game and port it to the, to the 32 X because the 32 X didn't really honestly have any, like that, not, not too many exciting games were coming out with it. And then it turned right. out, Nope, not too many games ever came out for it. And, you know, it just sort of was a huge, big stinking flop. But um, yeah. to me, yeah. to me, Chaotix is definitely one of the one of the games to get if you have a 32x, or if you want to just try the games out and emulate them or something like that. It's uh, it's definitely a must-play game f- from that weird, you know, aborted system add-on that yeah, was the just, Sega just, 32x. You know, yeah. Pretty, yeah, pretty major flop. You know what, uh, though? Like, even going back to how weird and crazy that game was, I think it's more a testament and, and for, you know, to either Sega's detriment, well, to their detriment in the long run, but they really didn't give a shit. And they just, like, they threw things at a wall and they were like, what about this idea? Hey, how about we take Sonic characters and uh, fucking attach them through rings? Yeah, sure. Fuck it. Make it. You know, right? Yeah, do um, a bunch of weird physics stuff with like you know yeah, one character like, has to stand in place and the other one charges up and then they fling you know slingshot each other. It's just they're, they're like I don't know who cares. Like like just give but it you a know shot. What? Sega Sega was bold enough, and again, a lot of companies back then were too, because a lot of this was still uncharted territory in terms of uh, gameplay. Like there were still a lot of aspects that had been untouched at the time, and they were like, well, let's experiment. And uh, I mean, if it flops, well, whatever. You know, I, I think it was yeah. more like it's the Wild West and we're just going to do what we want, you know, as opposed to now where everybody plays safe and plays just the safe. sequel yeah. after sequel. Yeah, they um, weren't afraid to fail. They were just kind of out there were. doing their thing and, and seeing, like you said, seeing what stuck. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a testament to Sega and and even just a lot of video game companies back then where it was more about let's just create a new IP or let's just take this existing IP and just do something, a, a total 180 on whatever's been established with it. And if people like it, cool. If they don't, well, we got the mainline games to focus on, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't really, you don't see that anymore outside of yeah. like your, your indie games that maybe explore the unexplored. But, you know, even like you said, Knuckles Chaotix is a really cool. I mean, it was more of a tech demo for the 32X, I guess, right. to... You know, because you had so much more sprite work and the, the physics. It really uh, is. It's yeah, a it was beautiful just some, game. It really is. It was is. just something that the Genesis yeah. could not handle. Yeah. And this was more of like a proof of concept for something bigger that they had. But it was too little too late because by that time, Sega of Japan was like, well, we're fully focused on the Sega Saturn. But if you guys are really serious about this little tech demo thing, well, you could do it on a 32X because... We don't really see it lasting much longer. So if it fails, whatever. We don't care. We've already mm-hmm. moved on to the Saturn by then. So go ahead. Yep. Uh, but you know, at least they were allowed to experiment and and just give it a go. Yep. So that's cool. Yeah. yeah. It it really really was cool. And I can't remember. You know, 
a game that made me more excited to like, like, like having that 32 X and plugging it in and then having knuckles chaotic be the game to play on it. Like as a kid, I was so damn excited to play that, you know, it just, it felt like I, I just somehow had this super unique, rare thing because I'm like, I, I don't know anybody that's got this yeah. thing. Like no yeah. one has a 32 X and here's this cool friggin', you know, Sonic spinoff game. That's part of this. Like, this is just the neatest thing ever. And I, I felt like <laughs> so, so happy to, to have access to that and to be able to play it. And like, I don't know, I feel like, like some of those like super rosy memories and stuff of Knuckles chaotix, like, uh, the song on that soundtrack door into summer is like the song from the first level. And okay. that song still evokes like the most warm nostalgic feels for me. Like it's just, it's like, it's linked to me in, in like this just rosy magical film of like oh, <laughs> knuckles chaotix. It's so cool, man. I get to play this thing. Like, it's just, it's so funny, you know, how yeah. being a kid, like things just seem so magical and mystical. Um, so what we'll do, uh, we, you know, we've been at it for about an hour and a half ish at this point. So we're going to, we're actually going to take a break now, but we're going to come back to some 2d stuff after. Cause I know, I know how we are We're you know, we're, we're fans, but we're retro fans. And, uh, we have, we have some more 2d in us before we hit onto that 3d. But, uh, like I said, I have a caveat that I want to mention about Mighty and Ray the Squirrel, but I'm going to save that for after the break. So don't go anywhere, okay? You have to hear it because it's super important. You definitely don't already probably know it because you've paid attention. Uh, you got to got Sonic that caveat. Yeah, you got to got that caveat. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so we're going to go on a short break. But before we do so, uh, I am going to I'm going to pose the Octoponder this question for the week's episode uh and that question is what was your introduction to the character of sonic the hedgehog now some of you might be thinking that's a stupid question but i just feel like there's a lot of different ways that sonic kind of was spun off between shows and comics and video games and you know any number of video games so i would love to hear not what? everybody's the same age you know exactly not everyone's the same age not everyone found sonic at the same time so what was your intro to the character of sonic the hedgehog so Ponder that for a bit, and we will be right back with our answers after the break. Hey, what's going on? I'm Steven. And I'm Ron. And we're the hosts of the Super Retro Throwback Reviews Audio Podcast. If you like to hear the latest pop culture news with some smart-ass commentary as well as the latest movie reviews, then check us out. Also, we're a multi-award-nominated podcast, so we're doing something right. God knows how that happened. So check us out on all major podcasts and distributors, and check out Super Retro Throwback Reviews on all social media platforms. Patsy, the angry nerd, lover of science and sharks. And I'm Ashes Von Nightmare, the real housewife of Transylvania and mistress of Merlot. And, and we're, we're the hosts, hosts of the Throwdown Thursday, Thursday podcast. podcast, part of the Somebodies and Grand Guignol Networks. Join us each and every Thursday as we break down all the characters you love and love to hate. That's right. We cover characters from movies, television, books, video games, and even real historical figures. Plus, we discuss science. And wine. Like, so much wine. Like, all the wine. We also pit random characters against each other in free-for-all contests voted on by you, the listener, and reveal the results the following week. Did I mention the wine? Like, there's a lot of wine. So join us on our journey through pop culture on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, and everywhere you listen to podcasts. And we, and we will, will see you next Thursday. Thursday. 
This is Larry Blamire, the director of Lost Skeleton of Cadavera, and you are listening to Retro Reductopus. Oh, yeah. Hey, are you ready to do some bacon? It's about that time where we ask you, the audience, to octo-ponder this. Welcome back aboard, everyone. Before we take a break, we ask you, what is your introduction to the character of Sonic the Hedgehog? So we've all had some time to ponder this question, and so now let's hear from us, because we have to answer first, because we're the ones who run the show, okay? So that's just how this goes. So you know what? If you're, if you're over there being Sonic, tapping your your shoe and wagging your finger at me, I don't care, because I can't see it, and, and this <laughs> is in the past now, so whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. So let's hear from everybody. Uh, Nintendo. What you got? Yeah, so my first introduction to Sonic uh, was at my cousin's house. Uh, they had just bought the first Sonic game that came out for the for the, the Genesis, and um, I I was blown away by the graphics, the music, the sound effects, everything about the game. I loved, and when I first played it, I couldn't put the controller down. It was just so so much fun it was different because no i was more i'm more of a, a nintendo guy so I'm, I'm used to the marios and the mega mans and all that stuff and with sonic was like his mechanics are like are totally different like he he moves faster than what i'm used to so i immediately suck at the game but i still <laughs> right. had a lot of fun it looks so cool yeah, very cool. Yeah. Like very, very colorful. Not yep. like um, I know the Genesis is like to me, it's kind of like known to have like really grainy graphics and the sounds are farty, like really brown <laughs> But but I don't know. With this game, it's like they they fucking nailed it. They they guys like, okay, this is what the Genesis can do. Right. Yeah. This is like, what the it Genesis took them, does. And, and, at, and at this point, the system has been out since what 88, 89, give or take. And here in 91, 1991, they finally got it right. It took them a few years, but they got it right mm-hmm. finally with like the graphics and sounds and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, that that's that's super fun. Uh let's let's hear from Parasite Steve. Yeah, so Sonic 1 was my introduction to the character. Um, I didn't have the Sega Genesis right away. Um, uh, Joe and I actually had a mutual friend, this kid Rich, and he, I believe, was the first person that I knew that had a Sega Genesis that I would go over his house and like play it. Um, and I, I was really like a big Nintendo guy. And I, at first I was like poo-pooing the Genesis and I'm like, no, cause I, I, I just knew that I would never get one. Yeah. And, um, eventually I did. And, uh, it was, it was before Sonic two came out. So I must've gotten it very early, uh, very early 92 or something yeah. and stuff. But he, uh, you know, this, this friend had this game and I mean, you know, it really is different. It's like what Joe said, you know, this is the blueprint for the Sega Genesis that 
uh, proves how good the Genesis can look when you make a game for the Genesis. Where yep. the Genesis always failed, I think, was when it tried to adapt things. If there was a game that was out for multiple systems or if they were trying to do an arcade game or whatever. All, although Captain America the Avengers is better on the Genesis than Super Nintendo yes. for some friggin' reason. Yeah. I don't know why. I mean, it doesn't really look better, but it uh, it's it just plays so much better. It plays so much better, yeah. But I mean, you know, it really like proves that you know the game can look great, you know, on on a Genesis, you know, awesome. So anyway, yeah, just uh, echoing the same things Joe said. Uh, one thing that we have not mentioned at all in this episode is uh, all the loop de loops. That was a big, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was a big thing. It's mm-hmm. silly. It's not really that big of a deal, but it is a very quintessential Sonic thing that only exists in Sonic games. There's nothing like that before right. or since. It's a I mean, Sonic the way thing. that they rotated his sprite to to yep. actually accomplish a loop to loop is yeah. really impressive. Really very so, good. Yep. Yeah. And it makes it fun. I mean, you could certainly just go fast and go forward, but they realize they're like, no, like let's make this a roller coaster. So, uh, you know, you're going to have loop loops in your path that it's just fun. This is not something that's hard. It's not something that you have to do to accomplish, hit the button at the right time to survive. No, it's just fun. That's it. That's all it is. It's style and it's fun. And uh, anyway, I, I think it's it, it does. It does. Sure. The loop loops <laughs> have attitude. Good stuff. Um, yeah, they sure do. Sonic nice. one. Nice. Classic. True to form. Uh, Aldo, what you got? So I guess maybe three for three here. Sonic 1 is... Um, so my my first introduction was actually, I, if I remember correctly, I think it was at a Toys R Us, and I was skimming through the mag, uh, Electronic Gaming Monthly, and you know they used to have game previews and all that. So they actually showed a screenshot of an upcoming game called Sonic the Hedgehog. And I remember... The screenshot actually was Marble Hill Zone, but it was it was one of the beta versions because um, initially that stage was going to have UFOs in the background, hmm. in the sky. Um, so I that's what I saw. It was a screenshot, and it took place at night as opposed to, I think the the dark blue sky that was in the uh, the final game. Oh, huh. Interesting. So. It was like a prototype version, and they were like, "Sega is looking to uh, to you know to challenge Mario with uh, with their own like mascot or whatever." And I was like, "Oh, this well, what is this about?" And then, uh, as luck would have it, that same Toys R Us had one of the Genesis kiosks that uh, they would have where people could uh, obviously you guys know what it is, but for those maybe listening, what is a kiosk? It was essentially a way to, to try out games and play games before uh, you purchased. You know, usually, for example, with the Genesis kiosk, I think there was a rotation of about five or six cartridges that you could switch through. And one of them was, uh, it must have been some type of specific version of Sonic 1. I don't, I don't remember if it was the read, because this was before the game came out, a few months before. And it was a Green Hill Zone, and and I, I played through it. And as you mentioned with the loop to loops, that was cool. But the big holy shit moment was you go through the loop to loop, and then you you crash through the wall, and you go in like that big tunnel, <laughs> and then it just shoots you way up in the mm-hmm. sky, and you you shoot like a hundred feet in the air, like you have like a big free fall moment. Mm-hmm. That had never never experienced anything like that in gaming prior. Yeah, like you said, true. it was a roller coaster. Um. 
it was like holy shit it this was just there was no slowdown it was running at 60 frames a second and obviously i didn't know that back then but i, I know that now but it was that sense of speed it was just like holy shit i mean yes it, essentially it's the game is guiding you through an auto scripted thing but it was just so badass <laughs> and, yeah and like you know, just like blows your mind you know little uh little seven-year-old me was like oh my god what is yeah. this yeah and uh immediately told my parents like i i need this genesis i need it <laughs> and i need it now <laughs> and yeah so that was my first experience seeing the screenshot of the beta in marble zone with the ufos and then um the, that same day going to the kiosk and they had it uh running in the on the kiosk and yeah it was mind-blowing because again the only thing you knew up to that point was anything you had because not many people had a genesis i think right sonic one was obviously you know that was a system seller and yeah. system sellers are, are really no longer a concept anymore because you don't tie a console around maybe one game that's mm -hmm. going to the pole for it but sonic was that game you know because again like joe mentioned the genesis was out i think in 88 here and you know there was altered beast there was golden axe and space carrier and all that yep. those are those are great games but they were not system sellers and, exactly. and sonic was that game it mm -hmm. became that game people yeah. needed it yeah you needed it <clears throat> needed it you needed it to be the cool kid in school and, and to be yes. in the, the conversation at recess right yeah totally. yep exactly um yeah i mean uh my my first introduction to sonic like i had said much earlier was that you know it was it was pretty much sonic 3 sonic and knuckles um you know i mean i had gone back and played sonic 2 and sonic 1 but i i think i have the most memory just kind of messing around and playing playing Sonic and Knuckles and Sonic 3 and just, you know, thinking that they were so awesome and, uh, and, and loving the bonus stages and everything. And like the, the way that the 3d kind of, you know, illusion that they created with the, the running around just special stages were, were really impressive and, and the music and the colors and everything and the sense of speed. I loved, you know, tales from second one. Cause it was like, you know, he was, he was part of the, the crew when I started paying attention and um yeah you know i think that it, for me it was it was definitely that it was the games and then you know kind of continuing on from there i would i would catch uh the show and stuff on on saturday morning cartoons but yeah i mean the the genesis games just really kind of were, were the start for me um but you know there's just so many different so many different flavors of sonic over the years um so yeah, we'll we'll read some of the uh, the retroids. Actually, they we had some pretty good weigh-ins on this, even though it might not be the most diverse set of answers. Uh, I'm I'm all for the participation. Hell yeah, we got like 16 people responding on this thing. Nice. So let's uh let's just go through some of these. Uh, we got Michael Ponte who says who, uh, <laughs> which is which is funny. Uh, uh Stevie Grieg the second says Sonic the Hedgehog two. Um, Tom Morse Jr. says Sonic the Hedgehog one on the genesis uh josh nealis our our friend who we just had on not so long ago uh he says my best friend had a sega and a game gear i don't remember which i played first but i want to say the game gear uh which is actually you know a fair point because i remember the game gear a lot growing up too and i feel like playing sonic chaos and sonic triple trouble were also pretty early on 
in in my experience with Sonic. I don't I honestly couldn't tell you exactly which one was first. Um, but the Game Gear I always attributed to my mom. My mom loved the Game Gear. Um, our collective mom, Steve and I, and uh, and she loved the Game Gear. But I remember playing playing some Sonic and watching that blurry screen go by and listening to the weird, very uniquely Game Gear sounds that came out of that thing. Um, but yeah, that's that's uh, that's really cool. Got a Game Gear person right here with Josh. Uh, Pernell three o Vaughn says the announcement of the first game ended up getting it for free via a mail order promotion that Sega ran. Well, holy shit! You're cool. I wish I got Sonic for free. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah, damn, right. I mean, mail order stuff. That was that was the way. That was cool. Now we got subscription boxes, and you just get a bunch of garbage. Uh, Mark Macrina says Sega Genesis very enthusiastically, uh, which is which is fair. <laughs> just some some part of yeah, that. just um, some some game on the Genesis. Some, some Genesis, Genesis does, baby. 16-bit <laughs> graphics can't do this on Nintendo. Genesis does. Genesis but, does what yeah. Nintendo don't. Boom. <laughs> um, Michael Burke has a really interesting little tidbit here. It says Detective Comics number six thirty nine. Sonic appeared in an ad for the video game, and this is considered his first comic appearance ever. Uh, but he's never played the game. Mm. He just knows Sonic from an ad in a random DC comic, Detective Comic 639. Actually, I Googled it real quick and was able to find the ad in question. It just kind of looks like the cover of uh, Sonic the Hedgehog 1. Uh, But pretty neat. Pretty neat. A little bit of history right there. Uh, Ian M. Davison says Sonic the Hedgehog, which came bundled with his Genesis. And I distinctly remember seeing the Sonic the Hedgehog not for resale cartridge everywhere. Um, it was always Sonic the Hedgehog, not for resale, because it was the one that came with the console. Um, not honestly, very often have I just seen the OG Sonic the Hedgehog cartridge that you know was purchased separately. That is that, true. That's that's the one that I have. Is the not for resale? Yeah. One. So so often it's the not for resale, which was resold to me. Oh my oh god! My Somebody god. broke it a lot. Laws were get him, get him, Sega. <laughs> Go get him. Get him, Yuji Naka. Come on. Uh, PJ Rahal says Sega Genesis Christmas in 95, he believes, uh, which was probably, I don't know, at that point, we already had Sonic 3. Uh, maybe Nick. maybe he got Sonic and Knuckles for Christmas. Mm-hmm. That'd be pretty yeah. cool. The uh, Saturn did come out in 95. It was, uh, the Saturn. So, so was, yeah, that was yeah. the very end of the Genesis. Yeah. Um, Carl Bain says the commercial on Genesis processing being faster than Super Nintendo. Um, I believe we've recently referenced Genesis does. So uh, that, I mean, that's such Nintendo. A freaking, <laughs> such a freaking classic. Every time commercial. you're right there with that. Wow. What Nintendo? It's it's. I mean, it, I mean, Aldo, you did the original VO. I, I think I so. I think so. Yeah. I can um, neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> but I'm saying if Joe Montana said it, I mean, it's got to be true. Come on. <laughs> Guy doesn't lie. Um, Stephanie Thurston says Sonic 2 on Sega Genesis, uh, but she remembers playing Sonic 3 more because her brother and her would play and she would pick Knuckles, uh, partially because she thought he was a girl. Reddish pink hair, long hair, and she liked that he flew around. Um, so liked it better than Sonic and Tails. Mm. Pretty legit. Pretty legit. 
Nicolette Fuller says Sega in 92. I finally got one. Owned all the Sonic games. I was even more enthralled when Archie Comics put out Sonic the Hedgehog comic, which I ended up collecting over the years, too. Always wanted can to I, read Can those. I just give you a round of applause for that Sega scream? That was, that was good. Oh, thanks. It was, it was, it was half-hearted, honestly, but yeah, thanks. No, it was the that. right amount of heart. Right. Exa- I didn't want exact to, I, right amount. I didn't want to hurt hurt anybody's ears. That's uh, that's I, my goal with Nintendo. When I make love to him, I want him to scream Sega. I guess please. Was, was, please. At just please. the right volume, too. Please, Sega. Summer. <laughs> just whisper Sega into my ears. Sega! Oh. Please, oh, Hammer, don't hurt him. Sega. Don't hurt him. We need him. Don't hurt him, Hammer. Hammer. <laughs> uh, we got from Justin Cooper, Sonic the Hedgehog 2 on Sega Genesis, and the cartoon on Channel 20 in Connecticut with Jaleel White voicing the character, getting his chili dogs. Um, definitely right there with you, man. Uh, Bonnie Spaulding says the original Sonic on Sega Genesis. I have all three, and it still wikes. It's pretty awesome. Uh, Wade Garrett also says Sega uh, in all caps, uh, very very loudly. Uh, thanks, Wade. Um, and then and then we have some further on comments there. Uh, Preston Plored actually says the Happy Meal toys, which I didn't Interesting. know anything about <clears throat> Sonic Happy Meal toys. I did, yeah. So that those um, I think were released at the time of Sonic Three. Um, I actually had. I had one. It was actually a Happy Meal toy with Sonic. Um, he's basically, uh, it was two pieces. It was one with Sonic, and it would connect to these flames. And you would push a button, and he would just shoot out of the flames. So it was just to huh. indicate that he's running real fast. Um, <laughs> so I think it came out around the time of Sonic 3, but if I remember correctly, the toys look like the uh, the the morning cartoon one. Not <clears throat> the darker one, but the, the more light are correct uh, on all counts sir these are yeah. 93 and they do have the look of that early that first um cartoon saturday, saturday morning cartoon yeah. yeah yep and uh, uh yeah i'm looking at the one the sonic with the flames like you're saying there's also a uh an Eggman with the design from that show that's what really yeah. betrays specifically which cartoon it is is the design of Eggman yeah. because Eggman, he's yeah. so, so different so yeah. different. he's got like the black pupils with the yes. orange eyes, right? Or so the orange, weird. Yeah, it almost looks like he's wearing like a, a domino uh, mask, uh, like a, like Robin, Batman yeah, and Robin, and like Robin's mask or something. But it's not. It's just supposed to be his eyes. <laughs> it's weird. It's so weird. He looked yeah. much better in the darker one. I I loved I loved the look of him in that. I think that's actually kind of like my favorite Robotnik design ever. Is the way he looked like in that uh that darker cartoon show. He looked really good. Uh, which which yeah. actually i think they just brought back uh happy meals for sonic for the new movie so they're actually they, bringing back toys did. i know yeah. they did uh, we got, got we it. actually got one i got a little tails and he's he's flying on a cloud and uh we just got him yesterday oh nice congrats like mm-hmm. oh i thank you pretty neat happy meal toys yeah, mcdonald's yeah. never never uh you know missing a beat as far as it goes with the kids mm-hmm. Uh, they got those toys all locked down. Uh, Eric Michaud says, probably Sonic 2 on the Genesis. Don't ask what year. But what really got me hooked on Sonics was the Archie comics. Started on issue 27 or 28 and collected all the way to basically the end. Wow. Which is pretty impressive. 
really yeah. cool. I, cool. Uh, you know, I had another friend who uh, who was way into those comics, and you know, people people dig them. They had a crossover with Mega Man at one point. I don't know. Yeah, crazy shit happened. Hmm. Um, Chris Brocco says it came with my Genesis. Um, which okay. almost makes it sound like I had to have it. I had to, like, yeah, I didn't, like, I didn't have a choice here. Um, right. So I, I hope you enjoyed it, Chris. I hope that's a positive. <laughs> uh, George Brennan says, first Sonic game on Sega, I drowned so many times. I'm not oh, sure if those are separate statements or if they're connected. <laughs> Hopefully it revolves around. He's dead. That is so exciting. Oh, it's so sad. Just sad. sad I mean, other games have done the the drowning theme, but nothing beats the Sonic. I mean, that's terrifying. You know, if if you were to hear that in the middle of the night, you would shoot yourself. I mean, oh my god, yeah, I would drown in my shit. It would be horrible. That, that's uh, that's all the answers that we have. Um, but yeah, that was great. Thanks everybody for weighing in and answering the Octopus this question. Yeah, thanks really everybody. Appreciate it. Yeah, awesome it stuff. Fun. And I I just have to uh, have to also shout out the one uh, Happy Meal toy that wasn't in that first picture I was looking at. Oh my god, this is the one that makes it all come crashing back. Mm-hmm. Is uh, a little Knuckles and he's in a cloud. And oh my God, do I remember Boy that Knuckles? He's Boy howdy, he's grumpy as hell. Oh my God, I definitely have that. His nope, snout, no, I mean, his snout was really huge in that one, right? It was like a, a, I guess so. Not, not, I wouldn't say huge. It's, he, I mean, they all suck. They're all terrible. So that, that's that. Knuckles must have been after because ninety three. What what year was Sonic three? Ninety four, right? Sonic, I believe 3 so. Yeah, was ninety four. So yeah. yes, yeah, so I don't think so. There must have been another round that were for Sonic three. Because Knuckles was not in that cartoon show, so right. he was not. He was not neither of those two cartoons. Yeah, shows. I saw the standee that that was from McDonald's, and it said Sonic Three with those toys placed around. Oh, yeah, I don't okay. know. They, they, they maybe also had a re-release. Hmm. Who knows? No, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, so you know, that's all. Right. Uh, part two, meat yeah, and potatoes. Yeah, that, you know that's that's the octoponder part, and uh, okay. yeah, we're gonna just we're just gonna get right back into the second half, the second helping, the second helping at chili good. dogs here. Um, yes, so let's get back to some some two D shit. Let's let's uh, let's go through these. So, oftentimes overlooked by everyone, and I say this because I've talked to very few people, but. <laughs> <laughs> overlooked by everyone that I know, uh, except for some choice few, is the Sonic Advance trilogy. Um, the Game so Boy good. Advance, the Game Boy Advance dropped uh, hot and heavy in you know 2001. Yeah, uh, and and uh, and in America we got Sonic Advance in uh, February of 2002. And my God, that game! Sonic on a Nintendo? Sonic on a Nintendo? <laughs> I mean, how can we? I mean, I, th- I think these are the best. The best. They're phenomenal. Games. They're gorgeous. The sprite graphics are great. The sense of speed is great. You have so many different characters that you can play from. You can play as Amy for the first time ever. You can play as a brand new character, Cream the Rabbit, who has like an awesome little, you know, chow 
Buddy, which we haven't even talked about Chows yet because they are really 3D. more indicative of the 3D era. So you know what? It is fitting that we're talking about mm-hmm. this here. Yeah, we planned this whole thing, right? Fuck you. <laughs> so Sonic Adventure had come out in uh, in 1999, uh, which you know we'll get to. I'm still going to separate it 2D to 3D, but you know Sonic Adventure had come out two or three years prior. Uh, but yeah, there's these Chows, these little you know cutesy blue teardrop looking babies i don't know they're weird but they're, they're cute. the cutest things ever they, they really are they're so damn cute and uh sonic advance you know you you had cream the rabbit she had a little buddy chow whose name was cheese cheese so the cream, chow cream and cheese and it's just fucking adorable and mm-hmm. uh and she can also fly similar tails and uh and she can use cheese to kind of like attack enemies at, at range which was super cool um just an awesome fun character to play as and uh I mean, this game, I swear I must have played through it six or seven times because you had five different characters. All of them are worth playing through it as. They're all really fun to try. And then, you know, you eventually get like all the Chaos Emeralds and stuff. And then there's extra final areas that you can do with Sonic. And oh, man, I don't know. It's like the the game is just so good. Mm -hmm. It's so friggin' good. And it's it's a shame because... You know, I think I think even still to this day, games that are on portable consoles just oftentimes get overlooked. You know, they're they're treated as the portable version. They're not they're the less good version of what you could have at home. Right. Um, but you know, it's like for for quite a while, you know, throughout the era of you know Game Boy Color, Game Gear, and up through Game Boy Advance and stuff, it's like no, the games on these systems were really noteworthy. And, uh, and they were definitely good enough to be recognized on their own. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Sonic Advance 1 was just a heavy hitter for the Game Boy, Game Boy Advance. Absolutely. A f- funny story. I actually skipped out on those mainly because I was in a depression because it was, it was you know, not far after Sega had, you know, announced that they were, you know, quitting the, uh, the console business and just doing software. Yep. Um, so actually, I'm 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 a diehard Sega fan. You know, ever ever since I got a, a Genesis, and I've always uh, bled Sega blue. So I, <laughs> I I actually somehow I don't I don't remember how I think it was 2001, and I I know it's known as Black Monday because that that's when Sega held their press conference, um, and they somehow live streamed it on IGN.com, and I I, I watched it live. When uh, when Peter Moore, who was the president of Sega America at the time, uh, had announced that, you know, Sega was quitting hardware, that they were, yeah. they were no longer doing consoles. Yeah. And I, I don't I don't cry much. I don't. But that was the equivalent of losing a, a, a loved one like that. It, it wrecked me. It completely shattered me. So, you know, I was just. Anything Sega had released on other hardware that was not Sega for a good while, I was in complete denial. I, I did not want anything to do with it. Uh, so when when the Sonic Advance games, I was actually working at Toys R Us at the time, and I saw it, and I was just like, no, I can't. I can't acknowledge it. I can't. Right. Um, but one thing I do remember, it was like, huh? I looked at the box art, and I remember it said THQ on it. I was like, what the, what the hell is this? What, why why isn't it say sega on it you know but obviously sega I, I don't know it was some kind of weird publishing deal where i guess they allowed thq to publish the game 
um i was like yeah seeing a thq logo on a on a sonic game was 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 very alien to me oh blasphemous right you're like what where's where's sega (laughs) now again i've i i would love to I had a Game Boy Advance, mind you, but yeah, I I, I didn't buy the games for that specific reason. As oh, stupid man. as stupid a reason as it was in retrospect, but right, again, right, you're I'm kind of like down in the dumps I, as far as I that, like, I was I the was route, the route that they've gone. Yeah, no, Sega no. Sega was my ride or die, and you know I had a Genesis, had a Game Gear, had a Saturn, had a Dreamcast, and then it was just like you you, you guys you you, you ruined my life. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it was it, it was just yeah. I couldn't acknowledge it being on a Nintendo system of all things because yeah. Genesis does what Nintendo <laughs> don't. And, oh you know, man, it, it's That's... always going to be that way for me. So it's it, yeah. I would love to visit those. Yeah, places. you should I've definitely heard, revisit them for sure. I've heard I've heard they're fantastic. They really uh, because are. I believe I believe they were good. developed by Dimps. So they I know were. obviously Dimps is a, a very. Uh, reputable you know developer they've done a lot of great things um saying so, i've heard the physics are are really spot on i heard i mean the sprite just, the sprite the design sprite works, is yeah. absolutely ridiculous so yeah these characters never looked game. better uh all three of them all three of them the the, the sprites just are insane yeah. Are, are they are they relatively short games like Sonic One and Two? Or are they a bit longer? It's been a long time since I've played them. I, I don't really remember. You, I mean, I could play through them. Like, I, I mean, there there isn't a Sonic game I've played more than Sonic Advance One. And I mean, that one, I would say that you know you could probably play through it, you know, in in one sitting. Uh, the the levels as far as how many there are. Let me see. Let me see. Let me just. There, there's six levels, so it's similar to uh, Sonic Three or Sonic One. You know, six levels into two acts each. Um. So yeah, you know, it's. I mean, at least the first one is not super long. I didn't get to play much of Advance Two or Three. Um. I like I. Uh. Okay. No, I played. I played a good amount of Sonic Advance Two. Um, but Sonic Advance 3, I never owned. Um, so I did not really play any of Sonic Advance 3. Um, but they're very good games, you know, good average length. And then you have so much replayability with the different characters. And uh, I, I'm pretty sure that each one of them has a thing that you get if you get all the Chaos Emeralds with them. Uh, um, so, yeah, so, so the bummer that I... <sighs> I I just confirmed it. I was looking up stuff to see if I remembered it correctly. Uh, so it does allow you to be supersonic, but it's just a uh, like a it's final last area, battle. Yeah. yeah. No, it's 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 literally just a flying level at the end. Ooh. Right. Yeah. So he he's flying up in space as supersonic, and that's it. So it really like there is just nothing. Nothing can top what the the way that supersonic was used in two and in three mm-hmm. where it's this amazing reward for this impossibly hard thing so what you're saying is genesis does what nintendo don't yes yeah i <laughs> i uh i would never say that aldo i'm sorry i'm not with you on that one <laughs> but i mean in this case supersonic you know, genesis, <laughs> supersonic he does supersonic, and, uh, that on is nintendo he don't it, so. it does it does uh 
it is no comparison. The, the, the supersonic is just so goddamn fun. Yeah, now, I, guess, um, I guess Sonic Advance 2 is similar that there's just a uh, there's there's an, a, a final true boss. But I guess collecting all of the Chaos Emeralds with other characters is just like a way of getting unlockables. Like you'll unlock like a sound test or a boss rush mode or like some extra, you know, uh, goodies in the chow garden and stuff. So, I mean, they okay. I guess they, they threw stuff in there, but there was no super mode for those characters now correct is, me if i'm wrong these advanced games were never released on any other compilation right it was just on the game Boy advance so they were not released on any compilation my my knowledge is that the wii u uh because of course there's one goddamn reason that the wii u is is still hanging on by a thread is that the wii u virtual console uh included a whole slew of Game Boy and Game Boy Advance games and portable titles, which which extends to uh, the trilogy of Sonic Advance titles. Oh, um, which is really frustrating, to be honest, because Nintendo has completely undercut their current virtual console efforts, and the Wii U still continues to be the far superior virtual console experience because there's just so many games that they've made available on there that you can purchase whereas they are almost none of them available on the switch except for like whatever random ones they deem a part of their subscription service for a yearly fee um, which is super damn frustrating it's really just about time that the wii u gets the plug pulled or if they want to keep that alive at least do something comparable on the switch i mean the switch has been out for uh five years at this point six years it's six been years, 2016 yeah. like you cannot tell me that there's no way to put those on there but uh if for some reason you have a wii u and uh money burning a hole in your pocket you can throw it at the wii u store and pick those up but the word on the street is that nintendo is working on um a game boy you know kind of virtual console effort for the switch who knows how it'll be it'll probably be a total scattershot of games um so yeah there's really like other than the game boy advance original cartridges they only are on the wii u virtual console so it's tough some of these games are hard to track down nintendo's gonna nintendo man that's what they're they gonna. do. Gonna. <laughs> That's what they do. That is what they do. Hey, I mean, I would, I would love to see a new Sega console these days. Uh, I think it would be awesome. Hell yeah, yeah I, mean, uh, I, I remember when Sega. You were saying about Black Monday. I did. I wasn't watching live or anything, and I was not as in love with Sega as you were. But oh my god, I was absolutely fucking crushed when I found out that the Dreamcast, which I fucking loved at the time. There were there were even bad games I was having fun with on the Dreamcast. Um, it's my favorite console of all time. The Dreamcast. I, it, it was, was so I mean, stable. It was it, was, it had great graphics. It was it was such a jump. It was it such had, well, a jump from. In, I mean, in I know this quality. is a, I know this is a Sonic podcast, but I mean, the Dreamcast arguably had the greatest launch day uh, lineup of games that any consoles ever had. You know, um, you know, you like Sonic Adventure. Caliber. Soul Calibur, Power Stone, NBA 2K, NFL 2K, um, you know, uh, House of the Dead 2, Rotted Rumble Boxing, Hydro Thunder. I yeah. mean, you could just go on and on. Yeah, I mean, all- you're right, because a lot of consoles, especially Nintendo ones, are notorious for launching with not too many games. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, and, and not just that, I, those games I listed, they were all different genres, too. Yeah. So, like, all these genres were covered. Yeah. Um, and if you were an arcade fan, the Dreamcast was your dream. I mean, it was what the Neo Geo was, but affordable. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I I dare say the Dreamcast accomplished in two years what the PlayStation 2 needed five years to do in in terms of cementing a game library that was so solid. Now, Um, now you're, you're talking about the most successful game console of all time there, buddy boy. I don't know. I am, but I'm saying it took PlayStation <laughs> Two five years to cement that to be, games to library. Be that, right. of what Dreamcast I, I, did, yeah. So you know, I know. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I I know exactly what you mean about you know being crushed because yeah, that crushed me. I was just such a, a blind, and I still am such a blind Sega fanboy. I remember I was I was in a uh, I was in a store. I think I was in an electronics boutique, and um, uh, I uh, somebody in the store said it. And I didn't. I didn't want to believe him at you all. Said, "Shut up, random guy." I'm sorry. Yeah, I said. Shut well, you just you just couldn't believe it because it was just like, uh, yeah, the Dreamcast is is just yeah. Is yeah. so amazing, and it it yeah. just. It I said. I said. So I said. Shut your free sample hole, mall guy. Guy at Saku Japan, yeah. and he's like, yeah. "Oh, what the fuck?" And uh, and then he's like, "What did you just say, little kid?" And I was like, "Nothing, sir." <laughs> But it was, I, it was I, let, let me, oh man, I, I could tell you, I, I remember exactly that day as I was literally, because it, it was an audio only stream and I was sitting at my desk and I just, I was just complete stunned silence for a good three hours after I could not mutter a word. And I, I, I just crawled to my bed and just, I think I cried myself to sleep. It was literally like, uh, just the uh, getting hit by a, a train. It's just like you know, the the dream of Sega is is gone. The dream you know? was and, cast aside. Yeah, it uh, it still <laughs> stings. And you know what though, <clears throat> I still have my Dreamcast from launch day, and I'm actually looking at it right now. That's my baby. You know, if if this if my house were to go on fire, that's the first thing I grab. Like it's it's <laughs> no, it's uh yeah Sega. Yeah, Sega means the world to me. Yeah, wow. the Dreamcast is is truly uh, an incredible system. The things that they were able to accomplish on it. I mean, you know, we, we were you were talking about the launch lineup. So the the Dreamcast came out in September, and you know, September nine ninety nine. Yep, three whole months to get our hands on say on uh, Sonic Adventure. So it was it was not there right at first. We were playing Soul Calibur, uh, like like a mother father, uh, on 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 launch. You know, oh the Dreamcast. Holy shit! So much Soul Calibur. Uh, I remember I sprained my ankle and I remember crawling up the stairs coming home one day and just like standing on my crutches watching like Soul Calibur on the TV and just being like, I don't even know that I have a sprained ankle. Well, that, that was that fine. was next gen. That was literally yeah, next gen. Like, again, was. I don't know if I don't know if any of you ever played Soul Calibur in the arcade. Oh, yeah. So so caliber in the arcade was running on, I think, Namco's system 32 hardware, I'd like to I'd like to say, which is what Tekken was was running on. And um, I mean, it looked fine, but it was very jaggy, very blocky, you know. um, And then you go to Dreamcast, which is literally taking that game and giving it the biggest, you know, wax of, of a coat of paint. This amazing like it literally from the ground up just is a complete overhaul yep. of what the arcade game looked like running at 60 frames running it, the animations were so fluid and everything was just like holy crap this is the future uh, of gaming you know I, yeah. you know you know what the small detail i remember about that game you could go into like some menu and and they see... do the, the weapon demonstrations yep and then well, they just yep. oh well so there was there's was one part that you could do that there's another section you could go in and uh just hear them say all their lines yeah, and you yep. never really got to appreciate just 
how well they did the mouth movements. This lip syncing, yeah. The yeah. lip syncing was real. Super. And it's so good. so freaking funny because it's like, holy shit, talk about something they did not need to bother doing. You will never notice that playing the game ever. But if you go into the menu, yeah, you get to appreciate that they did all this like insane lip syncing and it looked freaking perfect. That was that was the first time I had ever noticed that in a game was uh mm-hmm. was that that first soul caliber i played to and, and then of course then their announcer was just you know welcome back to the to stage, the stage of, of history. history oh yes yeah nightmare so has been seriously wounded but the soul still burns final <laughs> yeah. battle fight fight so just, anyways this is completely going off the rails but no, I digress. That, that's that's fine hey you know here we are we're, we're in the dreamcast era i mean so this is, there's no way this won't be a four-hour podcast this is gonna be a four-hour right. oh, yeah. podcast. Uh, we're gonna be here we're gonna be here, a, actually, gonna be here uh, at one in the morning actually uh aldo will uh appreciate this i just found and realized that i have the first shinmu game for the dreamcast oh my god but it's just it's just a disc and it's not like I let's cut like right now one. Oh my god. Let's, let's, right, let's snuggle up and do it. Let's oh do it. my god. <laughs> By it, do you mean Shenmue? All yes, let's Shenmue. Oh yeah, yes. <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah, you, you guys you guys picked the wrong person to talk about. You know, I mean, if you wanted to I, I can talk about Sega for days. <laughs> we'll have to have you on a uh, another Sega themed episode then for sure. If you want to do a Shenmue, uh, Shenmue <laughs> just episode, do a I'm Shen- Shenmue episode, and Aldo will just talk for like, <laughs> yeah, because we've like aren't I've the biggest Shenmue it. play players, yeah, so like, it. you would yeah. just be you. We'd be like, and this week the Retro Doctors <laughs> podcast will <laughs> be whole podcast by, by this man, yeah. <laughs> returning guest Aldo. I mean, Aldo, take it away. Aldo will go go. <laughs> I'm not opposed. So let's let's uh, before we do that, let's finish up our Sonic episode. Uh, so we covered. Sonic Advance. Let's go into the. Uh, let's finish up with our our 3D Sonic games. What do you say, Bit? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, we're there, right? Like we're talking about Dreamcast. So you know, here we are. So you know, three months into the launch of the Dreamcast, we got Sonic Adventure. I don't think I ever, you know, mashed play on a demo disc more times than I did when I had the first level of Sonic Adventure available to me because they used to mail that shit out. And uh, yeah, it was like you know a demo disc that had. Just the first level of Sonic Adventure. Oh my God. I had my friends come over to play. I was like, you got you. I'm like, you have to see this. You have to look at this fucking game. There's a whale. There's a fucking whale, Jay. It's not a BB whale. (laughs) But there's a killer whale and it's fucking destroying this dock and we're running away from it. And it's just the coolest mind-blowing stuff. And uh, I mean, oh my God, those three months were brutal waiting for that game to come out. uh, going back to like sonic one what i was saying right that whole on rail segment where you're just spinning through the loops and crashing through the wall that orca segment is exactly that but in 3d yep Yep. it accomplishes the same thing of just mind-blowing awe you know i am just kind of along for the ride here and at that point the spectacle of it was a hundred percent enough like it was just the coolest thing and, and I, uh, I guarantee if you saw that running on a kiosk somewhere you immediately wanted the dreamcast that sold yeah. the console to you yeah you had to stop and look at it and, and watch the whole thing through play it if you could absolutely um, yeah I, I played the demo disc to hell and and then finally getting my hands on the full game was just like oh thank god finally i'm here i can actually play more than just the first level and uh man i mean i i have a very soft spot for sonic adventure i love it to death 
Um, it Same is, here. It is still honestly my favorite of the 3D Sonic games. And I know that Sonic Adventure 2 did things better. But Sonic Adventure 1, I loved like the free roaming town segments. I liked uh, how you could play through the game start to finish with all the different characters. I mean, they, they, they did have that in Sonic Adventure 2 as well. Um, but you couldn't really see the true end of Sonic Adventure until you played through it with everyone. It wasn't like like what you know we saw in Sonic Advance or whatever later, where you just kind of can choose whoever you want. It's like, yeah, you can play through it as whoever, but you got to beat it as everybody to get the real, you know, final act. And uh, man, I mean, the the songs in that game were awesome. We started to, you know, hear music from Crush 40 and, mm-hmm. you know, Open Your Heart is still one of the best game themes ever. Um, I mean, Sonic Adventure on the Dreamcast. It's just it is a mood and a half. It, it's it's so cool. And, and, you know, you had different gameplay styles from all the different characters like you know sonic tales they were they were similar enough uh knuckles you were always hunting for the emeralds in each level which was cool you had this you know kind of radar sense to find the different emeralds wherever you were uh amy had her big fucking hammer and just had some you know cool different moves and then big the cat was just a fishing game you know, Sega uh, Pat's fishing finally came. Hey, Froggy. You know, oh, it's, froggy. it's it's so funny. Like, Big the Cat and his fishing was stupid, but I don't know. I, I still, to this day, love Big the Cat so much. Whenever I see him in anything, I just instantly, like, am happy. And yeah. I, I, I don't know. I just love his design. He doesn't look like a cat, but does any of, do any of them look like any of the things they're supposed to be except right. maybe Tails? Right. I mean... They, they literally just look like whatever, but he is just awesome. He looks like a Binturong. That's what he should be. He, <laughs> he should be a, he should be popcorn, the bin, Binturong, and that would be better. But um, yeah, he's the cat's dope. And bigger Froggy, cat. Froggy's cool looking. Too. And Froggy. And we had that figure and he was yeah. so big and he came with a little Froggy with a tail. And uh, I, I love, I don't know. I love Big the Cat. He's great. Yep. yep. He's great. Yeah. And it, he's it only was, in that it, game. As far as I know, I mean, if I mean, he's he's, he's else, in other know. ones. Like he's in Sonic Heroes. He's part Sonic of Heroes, Team Rose, yeah. and you know, he's he's made some appearances. But yeah, I mean, that was kind of like his, his that was his debut, and mm. uh, you know, it was cool because it was just so different. You know, at the time, it's like, oh man, I don't want to do this fishing version, whatever. But like in retrospect, like it's cool. I I, I definitely like that. And, you know, it's like you got to jump around and explore the levels, too. You just had to find wherever Froggy was, and you had to catch Froggy. But uh, I love how everyone has a big the cat impression. That's that's great. Well, it's just everybody's <laughs> got a big dumb guy. Oh, oh, oh yuck. Froggy. That's he's, a very, he's, a, he's a very Tex Avery, like big dope, uh, dopey, mm-hmm. those old yep. Tex Avery cartoons yep. that Droopy would like go off against. Uh, he's Yeah, it's just... You know, because if you hear him in Japanese, it's nothing like uh, like, like, like that, the right? English one. Yeah, it's just like I guess whatever. When they were doing the dub, you're like, all right, sounds stupid. Sound like if <laughs> you know, like if sound like your brain fell out. Yeah, <laughs> large and, characters uh, equal no brains. No brains. I, I love Froggy. <laughs> uh, that's that's big the cat okay there he is and uh i mean you know we did have a cameo of him in sonic adventure 2 in uh in the city escape level there's like one second where you're running down the street you can see him you can see him yep you're right you're right it, i think but, it's during the uh the truck chase yeah, yeah you see him in the corner oh man the whole soundtrack for those games is just so dope so good but yeah 
uh, Sonic Adventure one phenomenal. Uh, you know, any other, any other thoughts about it other than it's just, yeah. I mean, you know, Sonic, I think, as you mentioned before, um, Sonic Adventure one or the Sonic Adventure games in general get a bad rap, right. And in particular yeah. Sonic one, a lot of people look more fondly upon the sequel and there's nothing wrong with the sequel. Actually, I, I really I, like I Sonic love it. Adventure I love 2, it too. Yeah. But I will always prefer the first one. Uh, the I think because it really was the first open world-esque Sonic game. I mean, this game had, you know, it had hub worlds. It had, um, you know, obviously had the Chow Garden, which was a huge game changer. Um, it had the casino you know, zone where you could yeah, play I mean, actual pinball, pinball. for like however the yeah. hell you want. It, um, I mean, the stages all had a theme, and for the most part, yes, the game is buggy. It has a lot of collision issues and a lot of, you know, you falling through the ground and dying mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But, um, oh, you like know, just that sound clip of Sonic falling. Yeah. Oh. Like I hear that so often, <laughs> and I'm I'm not excusing that. I mean, that's that's just right. uh, Sega rushed that game to, and actually, it, it did come out September nine ninety nine. Uh, Sonic. I know you mentioned like three months uh, later, but um, in America, it did come out nine 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 because that's when I got it. I got really? my Dreamcast day one. Yeah. So why did um, I have to wait I, so goddamn long for it? I thought it was um, in like December or some shit. That's it crazy. came out December in Japan, but it was the year prior. Because remember, uh, in Japan, oh. it came out in 1998. Okay, um, yeah. But uh, what was I saying? So the thing, the game has it has glitches. It has bugs. I mean, the camera control, it's mm. not it's not great. Um, now, mind you, I've played the game so many times where the camera is no longer a hindrance to me. I know how to work again, work with it. But. Um, one thing that you cannot deny that Sonic Adventure is lacking is charm. The game right. has a very like pioneering spirit of like, this is brand new territory for Sonic, fully 3D. Let's have fun with it, you know. Um, and you're you're interacting with NPCs. You're talking to humans. Right. You're, the you're, people are the, so yeah. weird. Right. To to actually have them just be like, we're in, we're in the uh, city. Oh with with humans yes yeah, the first game to to deal with humans and but it did it i mean i don't know i felt the structure of the game was so tight it was so good especially if you're just doing like sonic's initial campaign it's it goes by very very well and it, you know the other campaigns you know amy big the cat tails e102 gamma you either like them or you don't um, I like them all because they're all trying different things, mm-hmm. and those other campaigns aren't anywhere near as long as Sonic, so it's fine. Right. Um, you know, and I don't know. I just feel the game again. Going back to what I said a little while ago, Sega had that pioneering spirit. Like, let's just throw things on a wall and just see if it sticks. And that's kind of what they did with Sonic Adventure. And I feel that for the most part, they succeeded. Um, it, it's such a memorable game. I think the storyline is actually, if you can go past the really bad voice acting in English um, and the really bad lip syncing. The uh, lip syncing is you know, a um, sight to behold. Well, again, in Japanese, it's fine. But in, Amer- in English, it was just really, really bad. Yeah. Um, but if you look past all that, um, the game is really sight. And it's a huge ton of fun. And, and there are a lot of holy shit moments like you know, the orca chase is one of them. Mm. Another one is speed highway. 
Uh, that whole yep. stage is just holy crap. This is oh, amazing. Man, it's so when you're fast. running, when you're running down the skyscraper, like come on, the side of the building is sick. It's, it's and then you insane. crash down into the mall and you yeah. come out in Station Square. You're like, oh holy shit, I'm I'm in that building that I was like I've seen. No, a bunch or of times. um, what is it called, Windy Valley? When you're riding the tornado, yep. it's yep. just like all the way that know, just, stage shifts. Like you get yeah. the first half of the stage with one song, and then you end up in the tornado, and it changes the music, and it's all like hectic. It's awesome it's it's just a lot of show pieces and a lot of it is tech demo stuff but again it also it was a really it good works. vehicle yeah. for showing what the dreamcast was capable of visually yeah um and as you mentioned before the soundtrack is absolutely stellar i mean you'd be very hard pressed to find a stage with with average music they all stand yeah. out in different ways um yeah, of, and of as you mentioned of the before, 3d yeah. sonic games like <clears throat> sonic adventure is the one i will i will listen to the soundtrack and over and over and over again I was saying before, you know, uh, me when I saw the uh, the kiosk of Sonic running from the Orca, that's a system seller. Also, just seeing the the opening, you know, the video games don't do this anymore. But like the the attract screen, if you just left it idling on the main screen, it would go to like a cinematic. And in in this case, Sonic Adventure would have like a CG movie with "Open Your Heart" playing. Mm-hmm. And that, if that didn't sell you on the system as well, like. Like mm. damn, you know that was like yeah. Incredible. That's that's the greatest of all the Sonic songs. Let's be real. Open yeah. your heart, come on. And that, I mean, Sonic Boom. Sonic Boom's up there. That that's in my heart. <laughs> Sonic Boom from Sonic CD is in my heart. But uh, yeah, no, I mean that that song is the song. And the way they picked uh, up the song with like the cracking of the street and the the water rushing out. It's like it's, they, they just it's made so it match so and, well. It was and, so uh, good. And I saw that and I was like, this is what because you know. What was CG prior to this? Resident Evil yeah. 2, uh, Parasite Eve, Tekken 2. You're like, all right, these look cool. But mm. Sonic Adventure, the CGI in that intro was mind-blowing. Yeah, I mean, the big monster so and awesome. stuff was just so freaking awesome. Um, but, yeah. Because there's like a big monster that like crashes through the building. Chaos. Yeah, yeah it's, God, it's, it's Godzilla. It's like a giant kaiju. Yeah, it's, it's freaking it's, amazing. It's uh, yeah, I'll just quick shout out to uh, the singer of the band on on that Crush song and those uh, oh my god johnny gioli yeah he is the shit he's and they uh, are they are synonymous with sonic they are they they yeah. just kicked a major ass and you can listen to the crush 40 songs without the context of sonic and they are still amazing songs yeah They're great well, well yeah. that that guy johnny gioli was in a ton of other metal bands he was kind of like a session singer that was just in various bands and yeah he's um, uh in hardline in the uh, axel rudy pell yeah axel rudy pell like i knew him from that and then years later like tim figured it out or something that, that he's like oh my you're not gonna believe this you're yeah because i was just, look, I was just so looking up crush 40 stuff because i was like yeah you know i wanted to get a full album of the songs i knew that they had just kind of put out albums and whatever and when i was looking at the you know the personnel on it i'm like oh my god it's freaking johnny gioli no wonder the singing is so damn good on these sonic tunes like they're it's freaking you know this guy's got really good chops yeah, Absolutely. But yeah, that's awesome. that's my two cents. I mean, Sonic Adventure One gets a bad rap, but I think mm-hmm. if you can, um, you know, put away the preconceived notions that you hear online about it being, you know, a horrible buggy mess, and it is a buggy mess. Don't get me wrong. Right. But I have come to the point where the bugs are actually part of the charm of the game. <laughs> they, yeah. It's in some weird way. It's like it's it's cute. It's like funny. 
It doesn't. Right. It doesn't it, make it, me mad. It just it, is like it oh, becomes campy. It's now campy, yeah, yeah. right? It's like yeah, all right. I, I I played through Sonic Adventure, you know, maybe in the last ten years again, and and just had a, a phenomenal time with it. It's still a great game. Um, I have a lot of fun with it. Um, but yeah, I mean, there was there's a, a it paved the way for a whole other branch of Sonic that, frankly, just completely took over. You know, yeah. it, it, it eclipsed what Sonic used to be. Um, you know, <clears throat> you still had your your set, you know, here and there 2D releases with Sonic Advance and you know some of the Sonic Rush games on the DS and stuff. But um, it's gonna be it's gonna be the 3D games from here on out. And uh, right. Sonic Adventure Two was coming out. Uh, couple years later couple years later in uh on the dreamcast and that that game brought in you know being able to play as villains you have shadow the hedgehog rouge the bat and uh, you get to actually be dr eggman which you know hit that character was called dr eggman in sonic adventure which was kind of unheard of for america um we always yeah i robotnik. remember very being very confused at that and why, why is he not called robotnik in this Right, and he had it. Was... He had his own theme song in Sonic Adventure too. I think it was the first time he ever had a theme song. Yeah, wow. yep. Uh, so I mean, Sonic Adventure two had played the shit out of it. It, it. it was a game that perfected the chows. It perfected being able to you know customize your little animal friends and do mm-hmm. the whole chow gardening like that mini game. Love that chow garden, phenomenal. And you could open. Uh, you you had the first one to start with, and then there was a way to open like the light garden and the dark garden. I mean, it was just awesome. Mm-hmm. I loved I loved the chow breeding. That was actually my favorite part of that whole game. But I did have a lot of fun with Sonic Adventure two more than one. Uh, I definitely yeah. preferred the second one. Um, but you know, and I I you know. I, I, I liked the way that the different characters really had different styles of music. You know, like Knuckles had had all the hip hop. Had hip hop. Like yeah. they really they really gave each character their own feel. And it was uh it was pretty cool. Yep. Yeah. And then you know, Rouge the Bat was like the analog for uh for Knuckles and stuff. But I liked what they did with Sonic Sonic Adventure 2. It was it was better, it was still buggy. But it, it lost some of the charm for me. It was just, you know, level to level and you just have a map screen and, and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know? One um, one thing to note about Sonic Adventure 2 is it did run at 60 frames as opposed to the first game, which only ran at 30. Oh, oh wow. It, um, on the Dreamcast uh, it, in particular, of course, because uh, I think the GameCube release of Sonic Adventure 1 uh, fixed the frame rate. But um, on Dreamcast, yeah, so that was that was a difference too. So the the sensation of speed was even more so in Sonic Adventure Two, obviously because of the frame rate. Yeah, yep. Sense of speed was was massive, and uh, and it had Shadow. It, I mean, Shadow, it had Shadow was, it was just, awesome. Uh, awesome. He had he had laser skates or whatever the hell you know, like those things yeah. were like hover, rocket hover rocket, rocket skates. skates or something. It was yeah. sweet. And uh, and getting to play through and see Hyper Shadow and Supersonic and that big final yep. conclusion was mm-hmm. was incredible. It was awesome. Um, but yeah, so there's so many 3D games. But I mean, the ones that I I, I want to just specifically highlight a few. So you know, we have Sonic Adventure one and two. Can't not can't not mention oh, those. Oh, for sure, for sure. I mean, the first foray into 3D, it was just yeah. You know, as flawed as they were, they are I feel like pretty important games. Yeah, for the series. Yeah, and I mean, there's there, there's so much Sonic to talk about. We can easily do you know subsequent episodes down the road, whatever. 
Um, but for me, uh, I, you know, I kind of took a heavy break from Sonic for a while. You know, I, I didn't play a lot of the 3D games because I wasn't really enjoying them from what mm. I was I was getting to, to see. Uh, you know, I dabbled with Shadow the Hedgehog. I surprisingly enjoyed that one. Played a bit of Sonic and the Secret Rings on the Wii and was like, this game kind of blows. It's like an auto-scroller, but the controls suck. And I was just not really sure what was going on with Sonic for a while. I was like, uh kind of kind of feeling like he's maybe just lost his edge here but you know the sonic advanced games i still had rose tinted glasses for still played the sonic games that came out on the ds then you know they did sonic rush which was a 2d game that had you know 3d uh character models so it was like 2.5d it was a fine game wasn't really my favorite or anything but it was okay uh but the one that really kind of turned me back around was sonic generations uh in in 2011 and that game just full stop i was like fuck yeah sonic is absolutely back this game totally slaps like the way that they advertised it saying okay we have you know parallel dimensions going on here we have new school attitude sonic with old school sonic that's kind of been you know i think they over cutesified him because it almost acts as if classic sonic never had any of that attitude which is just he's always been that way but they decided to kind of separate it out and turn old school sonic into more of like a almost like a mute mickey mouse kind of guy and uh and so you had full 3d levels that were you know operating in the z-axis with new school sonic you had pure side scrolling levels with classic sonic um you had a greatest hits of levels across all the different generations of sonic so you had stages that were remade from sonic one two three throughout a whole bunch of the 3d releases it was just a greatest hits of levels and music and style and I friggin' love Sonic Generations. That game is just fantastic. I had such a good time playing through that. And it was it was really just a, a breath of fresh air. I finally felt like, man, I am really enjoying a Sonic game yeah. again. I really wish I had played this. I I've never I've never actually gotten to play it. It's oh one of those God. things like I'm meant to play and time has just gone by. Now it, <laughs> it it was a long time ago now, and now it's an old game. Yeah. Yeah, it's. I mean, it was 360 and PS3. It is on, you know, PC in the form of Steam now, but it is yep. unfortunate that there is not a version on current gen consoles. But I and there's, I, a, and there's also it. one on 3DS as well, which actually has different stages from the console version. I oh, forget wow. about that. I did not. I did not get to play that one. So yeah, it's, awesome. it's an it's an awesome game, as you mentioned. I think it's an absolute love letter to the franchise. Uh, the, the people, the developers who were in charge of uh, the stage design, remaking the classic stages with oh, a, with a new 3D coat of paint. Um, Going into Chemical Plant yeah. Zone in 3D and hearing was that incredible. remix was like um, insane. The remixes oh, were all, all so good. Um, I mean, Chemical Plant Zone is one of them. Uh, to me, Sky Sanctuary Zone was incredible, yeah. Yeah. Uh, which again is a stage from Sonic and Knuckles, um, and <laughs> incredible. Uh, and so the, my thing is, I first played this game on a demo for Xbox 360 because back when you could download demos, and I thought it was, um, I thought it was fine, but I just like the frame rate was not was not working with me because you know on 360 it was running at 30 frames. I was like. The sense of speed with Sonic, it's just it just doesn't feel right. Yeah. So 
I waited and I waited for the PC release and then I got it on PC and that's when I could see it running at 60 frames. I was like, Oh yes, this is what I, this is what I wanted. Um, so it's, I, I think now you can, uh, I, I think it's backwards compatible with Xbox series X, I think. So they actually improved the frame rate. So that runs at a constant 60 and that's it runs awesome. at, it runs at 4k too. So, um, it's it's a really good looking game. Um, the, the, as you mentioned, the music is spot on. The the homages they made with the level design, all the Easter eggs that you see in there, um, it's just a, a, a fantastic game. And and again, you could say maybe the the later stages, which focus more on like the Wii era with Sonic Colors and Sonic 06. Eh, you know, right. but um, right. you start you start to you know kind of fizzle a little bit. There's still fun stages, bit. but it's yeah, not. I mean, it's not you know as much excitement. Yeah, it's it's not a complete buzzkill, but on the whole, the game is incredibly. Uh, it, it's it's so fun, and you know, for newer generations who maybe find that the traditional 2D games are too archaic for them, I think Generations is a great gateway to experience the nostalgia of the original games, but with a new visual aesthetic. Yep. Absolutely is. They, they were banking on that game to be kind of like the, you know, the ride or die game to say like, Hey, look, like this is Sonic in, in his iterations, in the iterations that we've had at his best. Like this is, this is the best we have here. And it was for the Sonic 20th anniversary. Awesome game. Um, you know, really the the last 3D Sonic game that I've played, because uh, the ones that have come out since being Sonic Lost World, Sonic Forces, uh, didn't really get any kind of notable praise, and I just kind of skipped them, um, to be honest. I, you know, there's there's been all kinds of different ones in and around, in between, and side games and whatnot, but uh, I will I will call it here with the final game that I want to talk about, which. Also, don't think I forgot. We'll finally bring back Mighty the Armadillo in oh boy. Squirrel. Oh, I can't wait. Uh, this is the caveat so, that we almost forgot. This is the caveat you almost forgot, but your brain didn't drop it because I brought it up again. Uh, I am talking about 2017 Sonic Mania, which is just the best fucking Sonic game, period. It is everything that I didn't know I needed in a new Sonic game. When it came out, I looked at the first level and was like, wow, this is so weird. It just kind of feels like the original Sonic game, like blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. But then you look at them side by side. And I'm like, oh, my God, they were so perfectly able to capture that nostalgia that my brain just like transposed it on top of it. And I'm like, no, this looks incredible. It's just like it's how my brain remembers Sonic. Right. And it's it's uncanny how, how it's able to do that. Um, and Sonic Mania was developed by Christian Whitehead. He was a big guy in like the fan game scene of Sonic games. And uh, Sega just kind of saw what he was doing and was like, hey, uh, you you know, let, let's make this happen. Like, you know, you want to actually uh, put your, your team and your efforts and everything into a real Sonic title that's like fully supported by Sega. And I mean, it, Sonic Mania has some of the best, you know, modern sprite artwork. The music is top notch as always, but so goddamn good all the way through. You have this game presenting you with some remixes of levels that we've seen before alongside tons of new levels that you've 
you know, never gotten to see before. Um, there are 12 levels total that all have multiple, um, multiple acts. There are, uh, you start the game with the ability to play a Sonic, Tails, or Knuckles, and then you can kind of play them in like, you can do Sonic and Tails, or I think you can do Sonic and Knuckles, or I don't know. You can, you can mix and match them how, you know, different kinds of ways. Uh, the game has two different types of special stages. You have the special stages, which borrow from Sonic 3. You have Blue Spheres, uh, which you play that in order to earn tokens. You can earn silver and gold tokens, which unlock a shit ton of fun extra stuff, including sound tests and artwork and uh, mini games and all kinds of cool shit. Uh, and then you also have the game's core special stages, which are an entirely new style of special stage, which is almost borrowing from Sonic R, where you are running around as like a th- like a crude 3D model of Sonic chasing after uh, like a, a flying robot that is holding a Chaos Emerald. And so as you're running, you have to keep collecting rings so that you can run faster and faster. And you have to almost almost in like an F-Zero style uh, racetrack try and you know find every opportunity to cut corners and and save time and get through the course slightly faster so that you can gain further and further closer to that robot and then finally jump and hit it and grab the emerald uh they're really fun they're a great special stage uh and fun fun fact actually that specific stage is ripped from sonic cd because sonic cd had a special stage where it has no that way. F, yeah F zero look and you're chasing a UFO. So that Holy was actually crap. Wow. I must have yep, never done right. those special stages. Oh yep. wow, that is super cool. So the thing no is, idea. I think in order to get those, it's actually like Sonic One. You needed to complete a zone with fifty rings, and I think <clears> the giant <throat> ring appears. You jump on it, and it brings you to that stage. Okay, well that's awesome. So it's a it's a double reference right there. Double reference, um, yeah. So it's it's again just. Uh, it's uh, TLC. It's it's a love letter to the franchise. Yeah. Love Very letter cool. to the franchise. There's there's a a boss that is you just play Sonic's. You play Doctor Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine. Like the whole boss fight is just a game of Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine, and it's got the music from the Genesis game and everything remixed. Like there's so much there that just it it absolutely hits on you know fires on all cylinders totally satisfies the nostalgia for fans and just creates an amazing Sonic game for people who don't have any kind of nostalgia. But they also, after the fact, came out with a DLC called Sonic Mania Plus, which adds Mighty the Armadillo and Ray the Flying Squirrel to the roster of characters. So it now ups the roster to five characters and they actually changed the way that Mighty and Ray play to make them play differently. So Ray the Flying Squirrel operates similarly to the cape from Super Mario World. He's got like, you know, wing membrane and you can kind of like float and ride, you know, to glide farther and stuff. And he's got different mechanics than any other character. Mighty the Armadillo can like, you know, he can punch and smash things and they, I think he can pick things up. I mean, I've, I've only seen gameplay. I haven't actually gotten to get the DLC um, to play as these guys, but they, they totally built mechanics into them and they pulled from the two guys from Sega Sonic arcade. You know, mighty only had a brief stint in knuckles chaotix. And, uh, and that is just so 
random and that is and, pretty and random. awesome i think it's awesome honestly i i think yeah. there's tons of other characters they could have done but yep. they went with the ones you never thought they would and yeah. so uh, there was a really little cool. there was a little bit of foreshadowing i think because in sonic generations when you do city escape there's actually in the uh background uh, throughout the city you see posters a wanted poster um with mighty and uh and uh ray the the ray and oh, it's, it's just really? like, yeah, it's like, have you seen the, like, you know, back in the old milk cartons when they would show missing persons, mm -hmm. it, it was yeah. that, it was that picture with them. Both of them is like, have you seen us? And they're just, oh, littered, yeah. they're littered along the backgrounds of that stage, the city of Yeah, and there's and even Sonic guys from uh, Sonic the Fighters all throughout there too, like uh, the polar bear and Bank yeah, the Dynamite. And, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, so th I think maybe because fans saw that and were like, oh, this is awesome. We're, we're, and then I guess maybe Sega gauged interest was like, all right, yep. well. Or maybe, maybe it was a Christian Whitehead uh, you know, decision right. where he was like rallying Sega's like, come on, let me do this. Right, <laughs> and, like, like, you know, I'll just throw him in there. Come on, what, what's it going to hurt? You guys are mine, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sonic Mania is tremendous. It is such a good game. Like it is just the one that like I frequently want to just go back and play again. I just want more reasons to go through it again. It's it's so much fun. Um, so you you know what's funny? I actually just played it for the first time. Believe it or not, uh, I'd say about maybe two months ago. Uh, yeah. So I have been wanting to play it, but you know, uh, one of the problems of getting older is your backlog just becomes exponentially longer and larger. Right. And you just don't know when you're ever going to get to a specific game. So as luck would have it, I do a live stream uh, for the library I work at, which is like a family-friendly stream. And I was thinking of a game to do. I was like, well, you know what? I have Sonic Mania. I've never played it. Luckily, no one's ever spoiled it for me. So the game is still fresh to That's me. Awesome. And I played it live. And, and you know, I don't, I don't get a ton of people watching, but that's fine. But I get like a, a, a core small group of people who watched and they were like oh my god like your 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 smiles are like you're literally beaming at this game <laughs> um because of all of the easter eggs and all of the references and 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 like you said how you know they take green hill zone a, a stage that has been done to death a million million different ways but they remix it to a point where it's like you said your mind is visualizing the idealized version of it when you were seven years old watching it what you thought it looked like um and you know it, it keeps you on your toes you, you think you got it you got this it. like oh i've I done this stage before and then they do something else they do something to, to throw a wrench in the in the formula um yep. and, the, and the music stellar um and uh, was it that one stage which was like hollywood like with the, oh, with the mega city lights um, camera action <clears throat> dun, dun, and that i was place. i was going nuts because they had like streets of rage references daytona usa references and just so many things from the back catalog of sega that only you know a, a person who's played those games multiple times would under would, would see yep and i was just geeking out i'm like oh my god i have to press start every five seconds there's <laughs> right, something just in the, there's just something in the background that you you need to check out um but yeah, I'm I'm so glad that nobody spoiled the game for me and I was able to play it fresh. And the only thing I will give points down, like notch it off, I think the final stage uh, with all of the teleports and then the maze layout, I think yeah. that, was a, that was a bit of a bummer. I think compared 
to the rest of the game, which was riding a high, mm-hmm. that just sharply changed the everything up to that point. And right. it became a little frustrating because I didn't in the moment I didn't know how the mechanics of the level design wanted me to work. Come to find out there's obviously a certain uh, route that you need to take or else you just keep infinitely looping the same parts over and over again. Um, so once once you get past that and once you understand, it's not as bad. But at, at first try, it may frustrate uh, quite a few people. And it may yeah. be a tonal, a tonal change from the rest of the game. But again, that's just a, a, such a small little nugget mm-hmm. to everything else that is just done so, so well. And, uh, you know, hats off to Christian Whitehead and, and everyone else who, who did that because that is – uh, much like Sonic Generations, it's an absolute love letter. The dedication and the attention to detail that was put into that game is is it's really something to admire. Mm-hmm. It it truly is. I mean, one of the levels is based on an unfinished beta level from Sonic Two. The desert stage, yeah. The, yeah. Uh, what what was it called? I, I forget. Mirage what it was Saloon. Mirage Saloon the- Zone is what they call it in the new one. Yeah, and Sonic um, Two is D- Dusty Hill Zone or something like that. And you know, it's like they, they just pulled from absolutely everything. There's so 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 many cool things to see there. So Sonic Mania, uh, that is gonna that is gonna round us off being the most uh, modern retro Sonic game that we have gotten yet, and and definitely the rosiest I've felt about Sonic in quite a long time. Uh, and it's available to play on pretty much everything right now. So play that, play it, do it. Um, yeah, how we how we doing, guys? It's late. We've been here a long time. Yeah, uh, this is uh, this is going to be our longest yeah. episode, I think. Uh, well, we started at eight. We started at eight thirty. I think we got to wrap we it started up. Started late. Yeah, started really late. Wrap it up. <clears throat> All right, so let's uh, let's just uh, move right along. Then everyone is is pretty toasted. So uh, we're gonna just kind of finish this off. Thank you, everyone, for the uh, Sonic discussion, and uh, and yeah, we'll go on to our final beta segment right now according to the clock it's half past 13 so light a candle uncork that cask of amontillado and dust off another tome from the bookshelf of the damned hey everybody how's it going it's parasite steve here with another bookshelf of the damned and for this week's episode i am going all the way back to the the caveman year of 2014 with a book called The Specimen by a good friend of mine, Pete Kale. Pete is a uh, primarily an editor, but this is his big novel. He, uh, he really wrote one hell of a scary, awesome, kick-ass book. Uh, it, is, it is a pretty long book, too. It's, it's a solid paperweight. Um, I'm not exactly sure how, how many pages this thing has because I, uh, I heard it on Audible, but it was a, it was a, it was a long one. Really great, great killer book. And I'm going to do for you tonight what I, uh, what I always do on the bookshelf of the day. I'm going to read you a little synopsis uh, as it appears on Amazon, in this case, Audible. Uh, this also uh, won an award. It was the winner of the 2014 Kindle Book Awards for Horror Suspense uh, on the Kindle Book Review. So that's pretty cool. Uh, so I'm going to try to get on my scary voice here. From a crater lake on an island off the coast of Bronze Age Estonia to a crippled Viking warrior's conquest of England to the bloody temple of an Aztec god of death and resurrection, their presence 
has shaped our world. They are the riders. One month ago, an urban explorer was drawn to an abandoned asylum in the mountains of northern Massachusetts. There, he discovered a large specimen jar containing something organic, unnatural, and possibly alive. Now, he and a group of unsuspecting individuals have discovered one of history's most horrific secrets. Whether they want to be or not, they are caught in the middle of a of a of a of a, of a, of a millennia-old war, and the latest battle is about to begin. 2014 Pete Kale. This is a uh, there, there are creatures in this. I enjoy the creature parts always, every time. And uh, it's a it's a it's just a romp through history. You find out that there are these these weird creatures that have been with us for some time and we just didn't know it. So uh, if uh, you know you're kind of into very adult, sometimes really nasty, uh, not so nice horror, check out the specimen by pete kale i'm gonna spell you his last name that's k-a-h-l-e not like the vegetable not like the cool general from willow a third way of spelling kale like we needed three ways uh there you have it pete gave it to you the specimen check it out nice very cool all right so here we are we're at the end that wraps up the episode, everybody. So uh, before we head out, I will just give anyone a chance to promo anything that they want. I assume <clears> there <throat> isn't much, but feel free. Now's the time. Uh, well, I will actually uh, step up. I have a personal appearance coming up. I'm pretty excited about nice. it. It's actually my first con of 2022. What year is it? Yeah, that's the year. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, so I'm going to be appearing at the Monster Expo, second time doing this show. It is the second time the show has existed. Um, and that is coming up. Let me get the date for you. I wish I had it here. Uh, it is, I believe it's April tw- April 30th, the weekend of April 30th, 2022. So it's in a few weeks. Uh, so yeah, two. I guess just a couple weeks from when this episode is going to air. And uh, I'll be doing my usual authorish stuff, you know, selling some uh, some Bone Eater King, some Merida, some Mark of the Witchworm, and some Gore Shriek, and all sorts of cool shit at the Rough House Publishing booth. I'll be there, as always, with Mr. Derek Rook, good friend of the show. He's been on a couple episodes of the Retro Dr. Bicephala podcast as well. And uh, yeah, so get your tickets uh, if uh, if you're if you're into if you're well, first of all, if you're in Massachusetts, I haven't actually said where it is. It's in Seekonk, Massachusetts. And, uh, you know, uh, if you're into horror and you like cons, there's some uh, some cool people going to be there. Uh, Some celebrities, some vendors, good stuff. It is the Monster Expo. So that's M-O-N-S-T-A-H Monster, as we say it here in Massachusetts. And it's Expo XPO. If you uh, follow me at all online, you will check any of the socials. And I have already posted about it. So you can just find it right there. Come on, say hi. We got some, we got, I'll be throwing some horns. I'll be throwing some high fives and uh, we'll have a good time. That's what I have to say about that. Sounds cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. Anybody else got anything? Um, I mean, I don't have 
anything well i guess the only thing i could say is uh you know obviously we're throwing some f-bombs here but i do run i think i mentioned it earlier i do run a family-friendly stream that i do on behalf of the library that i work at so yeah i actually get paid to play video games once a week so that's pretty cool yeah, that's awesome. pretty cool um, so yeah, it's on Fridays. It's uh, 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, all you need to do is uh, when you go to YouTube, just search up Norwalk Public Library and our channel will show up. And my particular stream on there is called the NPL Video Game Club. So I'm actually currently playing through Croc, which was an old oh, yeah. kind of for, forgotten oh, yeah. uh, 3D platformer from Fox Interactive starring croc the crocodile that was that was and, the one it was supposed to be a yoshi game or something right yes it was originally yeah they, i believe uh, argonaut software was the developers they initially pitched nintendo with an idea we're like hey we, we got this cool uh, 3d engine and we kind of want to do yoshi and nintendo was like nope because nintendo don't and <laughs> they decided with their existing assets they're like well we got all this stuff let's make something out of it well what can we make yoshi well, a crocodile, because a crocodile is green. Crocodile mm -hmm. has a tail. Mm -hmm. You know, it looks similar enough to Yoshi. We can modify it. And uh, the rest is history. So yeah. it's, you know, um, I'm actually playing through it. There's actually a PC mod, because bless mods, that allows you to play it on modern, uh, modern rigs. And it actually is. It has a widescreen hack, fixes the frame rate. Uh, you can actually switch between the PlayStation and the PC soundtracks, which are uh, a little bit different. Um, so yeah, I've been doing that. I'll be doing that tomorrow. So again, if you go to YouTube, search up Norwalk Public Library, and you'll find uh, I do this every Friday, 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Again, it's a family-friendly stream, and you know uh, I get to do it for my job, so it's a pretty cool gig. Uh, pretty other, th other than that, uh, I don't have anything solid right now, but I am looking to start the pre-planning of my next swap meet. I just am waiting on you know, the higher ups to approve uh, specific dates that I'm looking for. But uh, once that gets in the, in, in once that gets approved, I'll be spamming the hell out of it everywhere where yeah. everyone can see it. And I'm sure uh, I'll, I'll, I'll whisper it to Nintendo's ear when I get confirmation. So I feel free to post on the, on the retro octopus. Appreciate it. Yeah. Okay. It's just nothing no solid problem, right now, but uh, that's, that's in the pipeline. So the, awesome. that's all I've got. Yes. Awesome. Hey, yeah well thanks cool, for though. thanks for coming on man it was a great discussion you are definitely an expert i mean there's just no you were the no man questioning the that the, this you were a fantastic fantastic choice for this episode my god we got to do another seg episode with you yes oh, oh geez well i, I don't want i want to have you guys run four hours <laughs> but um you know again, we'll figure out uh, something else uh maybe sega arcades that would be fun Ooh, hey how about that? I, I could talk about that too no but i mean i don't i don't do a lot of podcasts so that's um i appreciate you guys inviting me over it's a uh, really cool and humbling to be a part of something and uh i oh, appreciate great. it thank you for having me on hey yeah, man it's a pleasure yeah. awesome yeah. great stuff pleasure having you on all right yeah. joe you you got anything yeah um I have a YouTube channel, which is just called uh, Nintendo 25. I haven't really done much with it lately. Um, it's kind of like, you know, a little burnt out at the moment, but uh, I'll get back to it eventually. Um, I've been doing um, long plays, uh, comparison videos and all that stuff. And it's fun to do once in a while. Um, it's got to find the time to actually do it. And when, I, when I'm motivated enough to do it. So yeah, should uh, definitely check that out. 
Yeah. Cool stuff. Uh, and I'm a Alchemy. I do music on the internet. Uh, I'll leave it at that. I do retro 8-bit music on the internet. Check me out, 8-bit Alchemy. Google it if you care. Uh, so yeah, that wraps up the episode. If you haven't jumped ship by now, we hope you enjoyed this week's journey over the treacherous waters of all the things that made growing up a Wesson. If you like what you heard, please hit the subscribe button and like us on Facebook and Twitter, as well as being part of the Inebriart Podcast Network. Retro Redoctopus is a member of the Darkening Podcast Network and can be heard on Hellfire Radio. So if you get a chance, please check out sister shows like Epic Tales from the Sewers, The Wicked Horror Show, Throwdown Thursday, That Strange Show, Super Retro Throwback reviews and behold a pale podcast i chose you from the random bottom of the list um yeah that's about it i have been your host david alchemy we will catch you on the next one peace <laughs>